By the way, man, I want to give you something special. Something I won't be using that much now I'm getting married. Is it your Xbox One? Even better. Is this what I think it is? Yeah, man. <laughs> this is the nicest thing anyone's ever done for me. Oh, watch this suit, man. <laughs> I'm fine, I'm fine. I just need a minute. <laughs> On second thought, I'm gonna take that back. I'll see you at church. <laughs> JR Cigars, ditch your best, man. Keep your password. Get ready for Smoke Night Live with Massa Sensei. Here we are, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Smoke Night Live. It's Friday, Jack. It's Friday. It, Jack, this is the last Smoke Night Live of the decade. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? Jordan, you should have done like an in-memoriam video of like all the <laughs> shows before. Where Eric would wear suits. And all the one, stupid things you said. One where I looked like a lawyer with like a Hulk shirt on. You remember that one? Yeah. Classic. I'm here with uh, my co-host, Jack Heyer, for the next week. Yeah. And our famous producer boy Jordan, the Wonder Boy. Don't show, producer don't show boy. yourself on the producer camera. boy Jordan. Hey. Thank you. We got the uh, we got Matt and Scott produce. in the audience hanging out over there. Matt and Scott, how you doing, Matt and Scott? Hey. Okay, All right. a little hey. low energy. A little low energy. energy. Yeah, there. We feed off that energy. Check this out. Look at this. Just came in yesterday when I got back from my Christmas vacation. The brand new Cigar Dojo. Tulip craft beer glass. Look at that bad boy. Now with nice. color. These will be on sale. Jordan, when will these be on sale? Next week. Next week, these go on sale. So uh, make sure and to. If uh, your New Year's resolution is drinking more. Remember, every product that we do is never a limited, drink a limited uh, re alone. release. So make sure to snag these as soon as they go on sale because you might it's miss a it. Snazzy tulip glass. It is a snazzy well, a tulip glass. A lot of people, glass. Randy has said, you know, about drinking out of the proper glassware you got to open it up you got to open up the beer you got to let it breathe a little guys i'm not going to waste any time let's bring our yes. guests on instantly we have the most famous newsman in the cigar <laughs> business the only newsman that i will ever follow the only news guy that i ever read his stories because he's the best it's william cooper of cigar coop william cooper welcome to smoke night live hey hey eric hey jack thanks for having us on appreciate it uh, I'm here too, but that's okay. <laughs> oh, sorry, Jordan. Yeah, not a big deal. Jack's in Las Vegas right now, so uh, <laughs> um, you know, hard to you know. Coop, I appreciate you making it here. Coop literally drove from his home in uh, North Carolina all the way to like New York somewhere, right? Coop. Yep, I'm just outside of New York. Yeah. In, in one day, just to be on the show tonight. So that that's that's yeoman's work, Jack. We got to give him props for that. So well, thank you. This Coop. is the most committed man in the cigar industry. He is the most committed man in the cigar industry, and we have none other than Aaron Loomis of Developing Palettes. Aaron, I think it's your first time on Smoke Night Live, is it not? And welcome to the show. Incorrect, but thank you. For Ouch! Me. <laughs> <laughs> Two guests in a row we've had just. Oh God! Just, All right, that's no. Yeah, I, I totally. Eric, you're, uh, I totally remember you guys that have episode. A, you guys have a total budding rivalry I, right now. I totally. You gave him coal in the stocking. <laughs> yeah. Not but a week ago, Jack. That was a practical gift. I, if if there was ever a power outage, you could heat his house. But he lives in Northern California. He's got like electrical cars. Yeah, and but like if that. there was a way to crush it down he could make a diamond i mean there's a lot of things you can do with with coal 
It and works good in the smoker, man. Yeah. No, so welcome back to Smoke Night Live. Aaron Thank you. from Developing Palettes. Guys, it's been a crazy year, and that's what we're here to talk about tonight. The year that was 2019. Can you believe it? Not only is it the end of the year already, but it's the end of the decade. And pretty soon we'll be starting the, the, the Roaring Twenties again. It's the Roaring Twenties. <laughs> and yes. we're here tonight to A... Talk about the year that was, but also a little bit about the decade that was. And uh, it'll be interesting to get these guys' take on, um, you know, the, the biggest cigar release. We, we were talking in the studio, like, the, the most impactful cigar releases of, 2000, of, the, of the 2010s. I guess you call that the 2010s? The, 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 the the there's, there's controversy over that. Like, people are debating what it should be called. All right, so what should we call the coup? Because you I like to, I think the 2010s is what I would That's call. That's probably right. Yeah. So yeah. The, the 2010s. So we'll get into that as well, uh, but we're gonna talk about the our, our big topic tonight is the big stories of the year, not only in cigars, but also just in you know sports, entertainment. <laughs> Nothing. Any anything in particular in the world of sports that you think we should mention or bring no, up? No, we will not mention. Just kind of dance around a certain. Well, we'll things. let we'll let Coop bring that up if he if he feels <laughs> like he wants to bring that up. But we'll get into that in the second half of the show. <laughs> the first half of the show is going to be... just start stretching. Like, <laughs> 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 he just starts punching a punching I'm bag. I'm chopping at the bit on this one. <laughs> Coop's hitting a speed bag. <laughs> well, uh, just uh, before we get into these stories, uh, Aaron um, and Coop, uh, first off, Aaron, what were just your general thoughts of 2019? What What's your just generalized thoughts about cigars in 2019? What, what what kind of a year did you think it was in, in the industry? I think it was a down year in regards to the performance of the cigars. Uh, I think we took some hits in regards to regulations. Um, I think it was probably just a down year overall. I mean, uh, PCA issues, all that kind of stuff. So I'm a I, you know I'm the negative guy. So it, it was a down year for me. So what about the cigars themselves? Uh, you said it was a down year, and I think that that's been mentioned several times. I think I agreed with that on the show, and yep. I, I do agree with that. Uh, why would you say it was a down year for the cigars themselves in 2019? Uh, I'm not sure what what to pin it to. Um, I don't know if just the, the tobaccos that were put together this year were just not of the best quality or the, the best blends, but... Uh, you know, it, it wasn't like the construction was worse this year compared to previous years. So it's not, I wouldn't say it's a factory issue. Uh, maybe it's just a, a design, uh, you know, a design issue with with the blends or, or what they had for resources this year. Would you is there a year that jumps out at you, Aaron? Like, wow, that, that, that was a good year, like 2015 or 2016 or something like. Why are you saying to I mean, you must be comparing it to the other years. So is there a, is there a year that jumps out to you as being like a really good year that you can you know, pick out of the a bunch. I don't think I would pick. The, I don't think there's a year that I would pick out that's like head and shoulders above other years over. The, you know, in the last six or seven years. Um, but just you know, basing it based on scores uh, from our site and from your guys' site, Coop's site. Um, just the the scores are down this year uh, fairly significantly uh, over you know the last three or four years. Coop, what do you think about what uh, what Aaron's laying down there? Do you think Ooh, you agree with laying, that? Laying it down. Uh, I, I don't agree with Aaron 100%. I agree with him 1,000%. This has not been a good year for cigars. Now, I'm not saying it's like it's not like 
you know, when the when the boom ended, right? It's not like the quality, I should say, when the boom was going on, you couldn't get good quality cigars. But when I looked at, and I'm actually doing a decade list, so I did a lot of analysis. When I looked at each year in the decade, 2019 ranked 10th. Um, every year just can't be a good year. Um, now, I do think there were some really good years. I think 2013 was the was the year that stood out for me in the cigar industry. Um, I thought that was probably maybe 2012, 2013. That period I thought was the best period we've had. But, um, I mean, I've not seen anything that's come out that I think is going to have, like you mentioned, impactful cigars at a decade. I don't know if anything come out this year that's going to be impactful into the 2020s right now. Mm. I mean, time will tell, obviously, but but I'm not overly hopeful on that right now. I tend to disagree because I think that, uh, that as far as what you just said, I think there are a couple cigars that are so good, that are so amazing, that they will stand out from the pack. But I also kind of agree that it's a down year. And I have a could, theory, could I you have, talk about one of them or not yet? Or you want to hold off on that? I'll hold off on that. Okay, okay. But, but okay. I will. I will say... I have a theory, Aaron and Coop, and, and you guys tell me if you think that I'm way off or, mm-hmm. you know, if I'm just, you know, whatever. But I think that one of the reasons that this year seems like a down year, guys, is that there was a couple few cigars that had really big high expectations. Mm. And everybody was, like, pointing to these two cigars. I'm not going to name them because that's not fair. But everybody was pointing to these two cigars as, like, these are going to be the cigars of the year. And neither one of them w- were... I mean, neither one of them were bad, but neither one of them were as good as the expectation was. So it sort of like it sort of like cr- took the cream of the crop off, and then you had to like look deep beneath to find out what was left behind that. And I think that that made it seem like a worse year than it was. And maybe it is a worse year than it is. I do sort of agree with what Aaron said. Like it does mm-hmm. seem like the cigars themselves <clears throat> maybe weren't at that level, but it might have been because there was some really high expectation. And then those ex- expectations weren't met. Oh. Well, now, there's some interesting stuff though, that's happening, like the cigar you're smoking. Yes. There's kind of a... T- there's tides turning, in my opinion. Tides are turning. Yes. Like some uh, of these, you know, like Placencia and Aganor Salif and some of these, you know, companies and factories that were known for their farming and tobacco sides are kind of branching out. And companies like Gurkha, you're smoking the Gurkha Nicaragua. Yeah, it's pretty good. Are using that. I think that's an interesting thing that I will... I guarantee will continue on in 2020. And I, I, I would be interested to hear what Coop thinks about the... A uh, little bit of a tight draw. I'm going to just say that right oh, now. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> throw that away. What, what are you saying that's a good cigar because it's a Gurkha cigar? Or are you saying that's a one of the better cigars to come out of Topsa to hear? And that's kind of where I'm going with that. For a Gurkha, that was a very good Gurkha, but I, I think there were stronger releases out of Topsa this year. Well, well, I think it's an interesting combination of people that I would never... There no. was some interesting combinations. We're going to get into this into the stories too, but Jack makes a good point. Interesting combinations. You have, you know, Gurkha all of a sudden deciding to make some cigars with Aganor Salif at Tabsa, and then you have like um, General and uh, Espinosa combining to make Warzone. That's pretty interesting. I mean, those those are bigger. You know, you don't see that kind of stuff that often. That's kind of interesting. I don't know if this is going to be a smash hit or not. It kind of like. Doesn't seem like it's made much of a splash. I don't know. It's too early. I think it's a little early still. But are you talking the Gurkha or the, or the War Zone? The Gurkha. Yeah, I think the Gurkha should. You know, I'm surprised it didn't get a little more buzz. I think people who smoked it have enjoyed it, but I think you're right. Um, I think they need to push that cigar a little more because I think they do have something really good to offer there. Hey, that I'll say about that cigar. Yeah. So Aaron, um, you guys make on uh, developing pilots. You make a top 
end list. How how big is your list? Is it 20, 25, what? 25. 25. Uh, and I assume that, when do you come out with your list, Aaron? Uh, it will be uh, January 13th, I believe. Okay, so that's about the same time we do ours. Um, when you're putting this together, and I, I assume you're doing it now, because I know we are, um, is is it been a challenge? Because it's sort of been a challenge for us. I mean, there's been like three or four that were like just, oh, this is for sure on the list. I don't know where it's going to be, but it's for sure on the list. And then there's a whole bunch of them that's just kind of like, well, we just we just got to figure out where these fall. How has your uh, developing your list been? Uh, I'll be very honest. I'm I'm a bit embarrassed by my list this year um, because of how low the scores are for some of the ones towards the bottom of the list. And we've actually been talking about, you know, can we even put 25 cigars on a list this year just mm. because of how low some of them are rating. But um, luckily enough, some of the cigars that we're getting through towards the end of the year are starting to score a little bit better. So I it's think funny we'll make it. Funny how that's happening, huh? That's yeah. So, convenient. <laughs> so we'll start making enough. it make it a little bit better that it's not not too bad but um the we do the list very different than i think most other sites do the the cigar score as they score in the review um and other than uh breaking uh, numerical ties um we don't really do kind of a re-ranking of the of the cigar so um you know people could actually go on the site and figure out everybody's top list already like it's not any secret so, um, well, but so Aaron, you do. You gotta, you you do, gotta tease it. It'll get some wait, clicks no. out of this, Aaron. Aaron, you do. Uh, oh, press. <laughs> nobody's gonna do the research. Nobody's gonna do the research. Aaron, so don't you do lists for each, done it. each guy? Yeah, each oh. reviewer has their own list. Okay, so that's yeah. all right. So that's what he's saying there. So, so on the dojo, that's a, a, a tad different because we we all like have like a pull, pull all the pull we, all your thoughts and we fight it out. You know, we like yeah. arm wrestle, punch, you know, whatever we got to yeah. do. We need a, so, we need a behind the scenes kind of video on that yeah. whole yes. process. Three years ago, the mud wrestling was a bit, yeah. a bit much. Yeah. And when, when we instituted that, you must wear clothes rule. That, helps. <laughs> yeah, that really bummed me <laughs> that, out. That that yeah. That did help. Jack didn't get all of his picks going. At, you know, right on the yeah, I, just, I left. <laughs> all right, Coop, what about you? I know you're, you're halfway into your list and you'll be done in uh, March. And, um, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Well, we did January 6th, actually, so uh, we're starting. We're in the top 10 already, counting them down. That's a tradition that I've started uh, going back to the origins of Cigar Coop. A um, little different with mine because, first of all, the big news I did this year is I said basically anything that was released at IPCPR is not going to be on the 2019 list. It's going to be on the 2020 list. Okay. Um, because I do look at the variable that I look at is how the cigars performed over a period of time. Gotcha. And um, plus, there was a lot of releases happening at the end of the year. So basically, there's a two-year window prior to the start of IPCBR that cigars are eligible on. And what I do is at the end of um, around late October, I rank those cigars um, from like I pick about 35 to 40. And I rank them. And then I go through a re-smoke of each one of them, right, which is a lot of work, right? And that re-smoke will move things up or down. Um, and the idea with that is to see if that's how that cigar is now performing as the list comes out. And, and some cigars go up and some cigars go down. Gotcha. Um, this year, there was the most change I've seen. <laughs> in like A lot of things that were ranked high earlier fell, fell down this year. Mm. So usually that hasn't been the case. Why, why do you suppose that is? Um, I'm not attributing it to a down year or anything. I think it's just one of those things that just happened this year. All right. Um, 
you know, so I, I think I think maybe now that I wasn't squeezing stuff in late in the year, that may have had a little more to do with it. Like, so you know, I was, if I reviewed something like post IPCPR, and then a month later I did the resmoke, you know, things wouldn't move as much. Now I saw a little more movement with that. Gotcha. So, guys, uh, real quick before we get into this big top, the top thirty news stories, Jack. Uh, just real quick, I don't want to talk about this too long because you know. It's it's a it's another media outlet. But what did you think of the big CA list, the cigar aficionado list? Obviously, that's the list that sort of everybody follows. That's huge in it. They just finished with their their big number one reveal, which was the Aging Room Nicaragua. What did you think of the list overall, guys? Right, cool. uh, um, I didn't think it was a terrible list this year. I thought it was actually a pretty decent list. I think that it, uh, the number one cigar on the list was the Aging Room. It was number twenty on my list. So, um, that's, a, you know, again, I tell people that's a very different list, uh, because that's how, that's the best performing cigars of the year. Mm-hmm. The problem is that what they're looking at for performance, they can manipulate the list. So they're always going to review Padrones. They're always going to review Fuentes and Olivas, and those are going to make it on there. Right. And I think there's a point where they either have to retire some of these cigars off the list or um, bring back the number one cigar for last year and see how it does. So that that's where I have the problem. It's not that there's bad cigars on the list. It's just um, it's a different list than anyone else does. Right. What do you think, Aaron? I have a huge philosophical difference with that. How that list is, you know, put together. So, like so I, I struggle like a, with like this has kept you up at night a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> huge so, philosophical. You know, difference. it's. It's, uh, you know, it, it's the list is to be expected. Like, you know, like Coop said, there's going to be certain brands that are always going to be in certain spots on the list and they, you know, jockey around, for, you know, in a few spots. But, uh, you know, some of the cigars that make the list, you know, based on how my palate is, they're complete misses. But uh, it, I think it was, a, it was to be expected. Um, and, you know, there's always, the, you know, the talks of, how, you know, how certain brands get in certain places or whatever it is. But, um, you know, uh, you know, I think that the the cigar that got number one, um, it's gonna do well for them compared to what they picked for number one last year. So, you know, it is what it is for them, and you know, kind of have to go with the flow. Jeez, that was like a head coach answering the question about, <laughs> you know, out there we, you know, we gave it our all on the list. You know, the list sometimes the list isn't your list, and uh, yeah, we're just gonna get out there next year and really hope that the guys put together solid lists and that you know other things perform well. What do you think, Jack? Well, I think I was gonna do the head coach thing again. <laughs> You know, it's. A, I wasn't as upset as years past. I think that the padrone, the padrone thing is weird for me because, what do you, you know, padrones are known for in my mind, their consistency and always tasting the same, and so then it's kind of like, well, wouldn't that same number two always be in that right. that range? Like, why that's, was it number two? That's my only gripe. But I've kind right. of, I've kind of lost that anger and just been like, you know, it's a, it's a list, and I think it was <laughs> respectable, and a lot of, a lot of guys gave their effort, and we we're talking about it. So, what do you think, Jordan? Um, I think the same thing as always that it doesn't make any sense that it's not based on the year, but it'd be like giving the Academy Award to Gone with the Wind this year. But um, <laughs> See, Jordan is now Jordan is just depressed. Jordan that remastered like. version this year was amazing. <laughs> yeah, there you go. yeah, but Jordan. it doesn't work because age, but I think aging is and vintages are so important when you're doing these like. Deciding what's the best performing cigar. Where are they sourcing them? Like, you know, is it like, are they buying ones that they know are from that year? How do they know? There's no. There, it's it's yeah. There's there's a lot. I would like to see a little more transparency into what they do, and you know, and I think a lot of us really need to give a little more transparency on this. Should there be a separate 
top list like auditing committee that you are the head of? <laughs> because I will. I, it's, do, you want to know something? If CA did a best new cigars list, right? Right. And do this other list, I'm telling you, they would be, they would be, no, they would be, people would be going nuts if there's a best new cigars list. They don't want to do that. Right. Um, so I, I think, you know, so, but in the end, you know, most of the people who are looking at that list are not the people who are watching shows like this. You know, that's, I think, what comes, I mean, we pay attention to it, but that's attracting a whole different audience than our audiences are. All right, so without further ado, guys, let's. We have a lot to cover in this oh, show, man. so we're gonna we're gonna move fast. Boom, 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 boom. Coop. So here's here's the deal. I picked out thirty stories that shaped the cigar industry in 2019, and there's a there was a lot of stories. Like I had to I had to scrape off a bunch of them, like the one uh, Jack Hire backstabs the dojo and leaves, uh, and then also the Jack Hire <laughs> backstabs Alec Bradley and leaves, and Jack Hire backstabs his own mother and leaves. <laughs> Jack Hire backstabs his friends. I had to, I just, Jack, Jack Hire falls in love with Lido. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was a huge story last was year. A big story. It was so, my grandfather. I had to scrape. I had to scrape some of them out, and then I had to whittle it down to, to what I thought was was the top. And so we're not going to spend a ton of time on each one of these. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say what they are, and then I'm gonna get a response from Aaron and Coop about each one of these things. Some of them are minor story, a little bit less minor than the others. Some of them are major stories, so let's just get right into it. The very first one, uh, and I kind of did these kind of chronologically as best as I could. Like, some of them can't be chronologically because they had a little bit of a story and then they ended up being a bigger story later on. So, like, some of them are kind of out of order. But for the most part, these are in order for the entire year. So starting at the beginning of the year, working our way to the end of the year. The first one is, uh, let's go to Aaron. The Casa Cuevas burglary and their response to the burglary. They had a, you know, the, somebody broke into the factory, stole all their cigars in Miami, and they had a kind of an interesting response to that. What did you think of that whole Casa Cuevas story throughout the year, Aaron Loomis? Yeah, I mean, I feel bad for them that that happened to them, and it was, uh, you know, fairly quickly in moving into that building. They didn't have insurance for everything yet, so that was a, a tough blow for them. But I think that they, um, I'm not going to say, I don't think took advantage is the right word, but they capitalized on it. Well, in putting out a limited release, Aaron, are kind you of saying that they went along with that. Wow, that's <laughs> bold claim. Coop, don't publish that. <laughs> but I think I think it worked out well for them in the, in the end. I think that they were able to, you know, uh, do what they needed to do, get inventory back, and they put out a cigar that kind of, uh, uh, you know, made a little bit of a tongue-in-cheek joke about what happened to them, and they kind of moved forward with it. So I thought it was a, ni- a nice uh, finish for that. What do you think, Coop? So I actually, I, I actually visited Casa Cuevas in September, and I saw what happened, right? And and when Luis took me in the area, and he took me, it, it's unfortunate the way they kind of positioned that humidor, where, where one end was on the alley on it. So, um, you know, it was, he even said, you know, hey, look, it was just bad, you know, it's bad that it happened, and obviously someone was able to figure it out, you know, to get in there. He showed me where the hole was cut. But I agree with Aaron. I, I think, you know, um, I liked how they kind of turned that into a positive, and actually the cigar they came out with was pretty good mm. on top of that, um, where I think they're making it, I think it's now going to be an ongoing production at Landeria because the reception was so good. Now, Jack, that's one of your favorite it's, cigars. I think I, I said yeah. it, and I'm not backing down from it. It's like my favorite cigar I've smoked this they year. They did a hell of a job with that cigar, yeah. I yeah. It was one of those, you know, you smoke when you're like, yeah. Whoa, whoa. Right. So, uh, by the way, Jordan, Jack, you guys just hop in at any moment. Yeah. Um, we'll just you, keep... We don't have to go through the whole... To, Eric, you don't have to tell me We're that. just going to... Yeah. We're just going <laughs> to We're just going to keep rolling here. I'll right. get my words in. All right. Next one. Let's go. We'll go to Coop first on this one. Uh, Lars Teton's returns to the cigar industry. 
I was really happy about it. Um, you know, Lars Tetons, when I kind of came in, you know, I, I had very minimal exposure, but I knew of his history in, in the business. Um, and, you know, I hadn't really smoked the cigars, and I think I was one of the guys who had some preconceived notions of what these cigars would be. Namely, I didn't think I'd like them. I was surprised that I found some things in that portfolio that, that I really liked. Um, and on top of it, um, Lars, I just, I mean, Lars, I just found a really great guy to talk to. I always considered him to be a recluse, and that was like the furthest thing from the case. So, I think they, I think you know, they did a good job at um, at least creating some some interest on this right now, um, where I think people have ordered this. I think 2020 is going to be. A, we're really going to know if this is going to make it in the market long term, though. All right, Aaron, what did you think of the return of the the, the cowboy? Yeah, I didn't really, I didn't really know about him uh, prior to this. Um, I mean, I think when I started smoking, it wasn't like he, he had already kind of faded away. I think so. Um, when I heard about him coming back, I kind of did, you know, did a little bit of research and things like that, and found it fairly interesting. Um, I mean, they're unique cigars, uh, so it's very different, something very different. Um, and uh, you know. Some people in the industry were very interested in what was going on, and then you kind of hear some other stories, and you're like, "All right, he does have a track record in the industry." People, you know how you know, very polarizing. Um, but uh, I think it's good. You know, why not have something different happening? So I think it's, I think it's good. And uh, one of the other things I think I like about it is kind of a resurgence for uh, resurgence for uh, Jesus Fuego. Uh, the factory kind of coming back yeah. to the forefront, and some other things happening there. So I think it's I think it's interesting and good well the best thing he brought us was the music obviously. yeah the account right what you should tell your story i could do a three and a half hour show <laughs> on just this one topic because i've spent i've spent you know as much time around lars tetons we were we were together for a week like a calendar week straight like second to second but uh i mean when i when i first you know i was working for the company and the cigars came out and we hadn't tried them so it's like Oh man, like what is this going to be like? You know, people had already bought them before I had smoked them, and I smoked the the Sun Fuka. I like I smoked that all the time when I was working. I would smoke that every day. Watch your mouth. So there's some <laughs> there's some of those cigars that are just there's some mysticism around that that man. And and I spent more time than anybody trying to figure out like, you know, it's like mm -hmm. kind of like you ever seen Big Fish? Yeah. You're like okay, like there's a shrapnel of truth, <laughs> and then some of it's all true, and you're like, oh my god, and then it's just like you, you drive yourself insane. I had a friend that's not really a cigar person at all. It's just like a high school friend of mine that's just like, he texted me. He's like, who the hell is this guy? Like, can you give me? And I'm like, I like I couldn't even describe. Like, if you didn't know like 40 different things, I couldn't even describe the man to you, but. He's a pleasant man. He was always kind. Of I I found him to be very pleasant when I he gave hung me out with he him. gave me like six thousand spices and a nice wallet and he bought me a cowboy hat. I mean, come on, that was a nice cowboy hat. All right, yeah. all right. So let's Jack, go on. Yeah, admit it, you're hooked. Uh, well, the cowboy rebel. Oh, I, I mean, that, that song. Voice was I've I've heard that song. I've heard you gotta that song. put in the work. I've heard that cowboy song. rebel. We we so went. Dangerous. We went, and he insisted. Like we were going to cigar stores, and he's like. I'm going to bring my acoustic guitar with me. And I'm like, you know, we're meeting with this guy at like 10 a.m. Like he's like 68 years old. Like, I don't know if he's really heard the music before. And he's like, no, like we're playing. And he's just like, like first. And you're just sitting there. He's just like, 
Oh, and that song gets different people at different places. And I'll say that song has a pretty solid kill rate. The first like five to twelve times you hear it, you're like, oh, I don't know. And then like twenty to seventy, you're just like, oh, it's like in your blood. I was singing it in my sleep. All right, let's go. Uh, we'll go right into the next story. Uh, Aaron, Imperial Brands announces the intent to sell their premium cigar division, which is a huge story. Uh, what'd you make yeah. of that? Um, I guess the intent is different than actual execution, so we'll have to see if it <laughs> unfolds to you actually die. happening. <laughs> I mean, it's. I, I think that the the rumors around are that it's going to be a, a Chinese company that takes this on, but we'll see if that actually comes to fruition. But um, I thought it was interesting. Um, you know, with Havano's being tied into that, there's always a you know a, a little la- extra layer there, but. Uh, um, yeah, and then you wonder what's going to happen to the to the company after after the sale. So I think we'll still have to wait and see how that shakes out. But um, yeah, it's it's I, I think it was kind of just like a little bit of smoke right now. So we'll have to see what actually happens. All right, Coop, what'd you what'd you make of that one? A little bit of smoke. Um, I saw what you did there. More rumors I've heard than any other story to hear. Um, I could tell you that I must have got a list of about twelve companies that were acquiring them. Um, the Hong Kong company. That Aaron was referring to, I think that's the one I half wheel reported. I does have some legs, at least. It's one of the things I've heard out there. Um, I guess supposedly there's two steps to this process. There's a winning. I guess they select a, a bid and then they have to agree on the final price. So, but I think we're going to see something happen soon because they've committed two billion dollars back to the company of divesting these assets by May. And if they don't deliver that, it's it's not going to be good on the shareholders. So I think I thought we would have had an would have had an announcement already. We don't, but I, I think it's still, and there's a lot of rumors going on. I don't think anyone really knows, but um, I think Charlie who reported the story was really on top of this. So I'll give that story some credence. Ooh. All right. So yeah. uh, Coop, I'm going to stick with you on this one. Uh, uh, Trump institutes some new travel restrictions to Cuba, which uh, the former president Obama had opened up. So uh, what do you make of the, the new, uh, restrictions on traveling to cuba yeah it's getting tougher for sure um i don't think this should be a surprise um because you know when trump got elected this was one of the the things he committed is to roll back some of the things that obama had he he surrounded himself by people um that were going to help him do that um he definitely has made an ally in marco rubio which is a big part of his agenda so i i'm not surprised i think right now it's it's not as easy to go to Cuba as it was when I went in 2016. I'm not saying you can't go, but it's more difficult now for sure. Humble brag on the 2016 trip. <laughs> I, 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 I'm glad I went when I did, actually. So Humble brag there. A- Aaron, Absolutely. any thoughts on that, Aaron? I don't make too much of this one. Um, you know, like I said, like Coop said, it's just a rollback of what was happening before. So it's kind of what was what had been longstanding. Um, so uh, I think until the actual, there's any traction to the embargo being lifted, I, I don't see much going on with this. All right, so that's sort of a non-story from both of you. I kind of agree. All right, Aaron, I'm going to stick with you on that one. Uh, n- the Jossum Crawl Nugs gets banned from the IPCPR. This is the CBD-infused cigar, and it gets banned from the IPCPR, but seemed as if, if uh, Risty sort of turned a... That's, a, that's what I was going to say. A lemon that, into lemonade that. there. What, what's your thoughts on that, Aaron? Yeah, I mean, I think it was the best marketing that he could get, um, you know, having that pop up. So, uh, you know, last minute thing, and, it, you know, they kind of, uh, I think, put it to the uh, 
Expo Center is the one that was kind of the one that wasn't going to allow it to be there. Um, you know, people can make whatever rules they want for their their own property, so that's going to be what it is. But I think Riste did a great job of, uh, you know, parlaying that into uh, some buzz. Um, I think he was still able to uh, talk to people about it in other locations. Um, so I think it was, a, it was a good step up for something that he was coming out with and that already had its own kind of uh, buzz going on to it. So I think it, it was just, I think it was actually a, a good thing for him. What do you think about that, Coop? Assuming it was truly a last-minute story, right? Um, <laughs> like Aaron said, that's assuming it was. Um, it was, yeah. It was they turned uh, lemons into lemonade. There, uh, I'm I'm still surprised that really he wasn't told months ahead of time. Maybe he was. I don't know. I'm gonna take him at his word that he wasn't told on that. Um, so you know, in the end, I, I, let's say it's I, PCA wasn't gonna fight him on it, like. They weren't going to fight for him on this. Um, but I guess Riste's made some comments that he felt there were other CBDs in that show. And that's what he, I think, was upset about. I mean, he said he saw other CBD products in there. Where? It's like on I, the floor? I, on the floor, yeah. yeah so like in the bathroom. Like just literally on the floor. <laughs> like, hey! I, I, I didn't see it because I wasn't looking for it. But, I mean, it, that's, I, thought, I thought that's what he said. I don't, you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure he did see some other things in there. So, but that, he was. Coop, that was a profile. teaser. That was a total teaser. No, I'm just saying. That's what I <laughs> Change the site. <laughs> Take but, it down. But it was more. It was more oh, by the way, it was in the top ten stories hit wise on Cigar Coop this year. That story. It was a big story for me too. Interesting. All right. Yeah. Uh, this next one, I'll let Jack do. The Acid 20th Anniversary was released. It was. Oh, <laughs> I haven't even drank that much. Which is, I was. I was thinking before the show. I was like, "This is like the most sober I've come into a show in a long time," and I can't even get out released. The yeah, big 20th, year. The 20th they anniversary. They blasted the hell out of that thing. A lot of people that maybe weren't acid smokers or hadn't tried. Like Robbie had never tried an acid cigar. Smoked that. It kind of had a well, a, and not just the cigar, but just the fact that it was the 20th anniversary of Acid Coop. Think, just talk about that, like acid as a whole, the impact in the industry and the fact that it's been around for 20 years and still one of the number one brands in the entire world. Yeah, I mean, there's no doubt about it. Um, you go, like some of the key retailers who are Drew Diplomat retailers, they get to that level not because they're selling a lot of Liga Pravada. It's because yeah. they're selling a lot of acid cigars on there. Um, and I've always felt, look, acid, it's, I'm very open to it, just like I mentioned the Lars Teton stuff. Um, and I think they came out with two really good acids for this 20, you know, the, the 20th and the Cuba Arte, certainly. So, and, you know, so like I said, but even a few years ago when Fabian was like um, showcasing the Candela acids, I, 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 we were pleasantly, I was at least pleasantly surprised by that cigar as well. So um, I, think it was a, I think it was an important year for Drew Estate to do that this year. I, I really do. It's, it's, it's a historic brand. It's the foundation of that whole company. So good for them to do it. I think they did a good job with it as well. All right, Aaron? Yeah, I mean, acid is a big deal. I mean, it's the whole—it's the whole reason that the rest of Drew Estate can even exist. I mean, all that, um, all the money brought in and things from that. But um, uh, you know, I think it was a good celebration. I think they did a really good job at the trade show with that. Um, I was just a little bit surprised by the lack of buzz um, across the media. I think from that cigar. So that's uh, one of the interesting things I see. This this next one's all Coop. Coop, your dear friend and gossip gal. Jose Blanco left EP Carrillo. What? How is that relationship? What's going on there? Um, I think this was simply a case of. I think I, here's what I'll say. I'm not sure exactly what went down with that. Was there, but I think it was mutual. Okay, and I think um, I think Jose wanted off the road for a while. He was extremely worn out. 
And, you know, I've, I've talked to him a lot, and I knew he was getting tired. I'd seen him a couple times on the road. He was tired. Um, at the same time, I don't know if the EPC was getting the bang for the buck with him either. Um, you know, it was a big investment what they were doing with him. So I think they came to a mutual agreement. I mean, I know they're still on good terms. I know Jose, since he's been back in the DR, has been hanging around the factory with Ernesto from time to time. So I don't think there's bad blood there at all. Um, so I think, like I said, uh, I would say it's a mutual thing. It wasn't a, a hostile or, or acrimonious thing. Aaron? Yeah, I think it was a bit surprising, but I think it's um, it's a product of a bigger issue over it, over there. Um, I just think that they're struggling with um, with sales, and uh, that's a kind of interesting coming off of a number one cigar of the year. They struggle um, with it, yeah. Yeah, so I, I mean – I don't think it's just Jose. It's other people on the staff. I think that they, you know, they had struggling uh, with sales and things like that. So I think it was just part of a bigger problem for them. By the way, if you're watching on Facebook, Aaron, your your image is froze. We can hear you perfectly, but your image okay. is frozen. Just so, but, okay. but you look fantastic. Yeah, it I froze mean, on a good spot. I mean, you, you fro- look yeah. like you're a handsome guy. I see. You're, he's moving. Am I? Yeah. What is he doing, Coop? <laughs> Aaron, what are you doing? <laughs> I restarted oh, the camera. Maybe it, that maybe that'll work. <laughs> yeah, by the way, there we go. have not right. yet discussed Coop's uh, suspicious blur to his camera. <laughs> now, Coop, what are you hiding? It's a heavy exactly? bokeh. Uh, it's ESPN. Yeah, <laughs> yeah sure. Not sports. Uh, I'm in huh? undisclosed location here. It's, it's uh, not sports. It's ESPN. <laughs> um, all right, hey guys. Here's another story. Uh, J.C. Newman starts to renovate the factory. This is awesome. You should touch that one. You're the one I'm that's been there. You I, should touch that one. <laughs> touch it. <laughs> I'll touch this one. I'll touch, <laughs> I'll touch this one, boys. I was just there, and uh, it's incredible what they're doing. They're literally restoring the factory, and parts of it they're going they're making it as if it was like the 1920s again. Uh, there's going to be a rolling floor. There's some great rooms for like uh, events and such like that. Uh, this renovation is going to be a great Would thing f- just for the cigar industry in general. Doesn't it feel like J.C. Newman's kind of had a resurgence? Yes, recently? absolutely, oh, they yeah. have had a resurgence. But this is what's going to like really pin it down because people will be able to go there. It's going to be a destination. Well, you don't have to fly to Nicaragua. You don't or have to fly DR. to Nicaragua. You can go and check it out there. Tons of history. It'll be like a, a working museum factory. Like there'll be an operating factory, but it'll be like a museum at the same time. It's going to be super cool. Uh, let's just go right to the next story. Oh wow! Um, not even you're not going to give Coop two nah, cents. I mean, I think uh, we, hey, we I went that. there. I went there as well. Right. Um, let me, can I make one comment on that? Yeah, no, of course. Yeah, geez, I agree Eric. with everything you said. Um, Bear and I went there in in, in May, and Bear being the history buff, um, and this was right before the renovation start. I I could tell you. In the little area where they had the museum, it's going to be much bigger now. Bear and I spent about two hours there. Um, that does not surprise me even. <laughs> so, I mean, and, he- and here's the thing. I think they're, they're doing the right thing. And, and if I was, I-, I would be pushing to have PCA there in a couple of years. You got you got a perfect outlet for that wow, as well. Wow, that would be amazing. Yeah, in Tampa, yeah. I think they should have it in Tampa. That would be really, they really cool. It off, yeah. Aaron, any thoughts on that? No, I think it's great for the industry. I mean, anytime you can, uh, you know, restore history, uh, I think it's a good thing, and especially with um, that family. And uh, you know, they they put up uh, a good fight for the industry and for the, you know, for being able to continue to do what they do. So I think it's nothing but positive. All right, boys, this is an interesting one. Facebook cracks down oh. on tobacco. Do you guys groups. remember MeWe? Do you remember? I'm going to save the industry. I'm never going back. Never, never forget that one day. <laughs> I'm going back to And I was talking to people. I was like, you're not downloading MeWe. And it's like, we got to go where the people are, man. You know, like, 
what if like they were inventing Facebook by going over to MeWe? Do you th- what do you think the groups are looking like on MeWe right now, Jordan? <laughs> can you can you like pull up MeWe? And you find it? <laughs> no. I don't even know where to go. <laughs> don't even know how to spell that. All right, Aaron, what, what do you make of Facebook and, and and not just Facebook cracking down, but just all of the major media sources cracking down on tobacco? We had YouTube, you know, demonetizing all cigar videos. We've had Twitter. We've had Apple cracking down. We've had. Now Facebook a couple times. This is the second time for Facebook. What do you make of that, Aaron? And what do you see, you know, down the line for social media besides places like the Cigar Dojo? <clears throat> yeah, I mean, this is just uh, a continuation for the all Albana tobacco, man. It's just it's going to keep going that down that path. There's never going to be any relief on this, and we're just going to have to keep finding our little niches wherever we can find them. But uh, right. yeah, I mean, I, I thought it was funny that you know all the Facebook groups decided, oh, we're going to make this you know private and all this these other things. Like you you don't think that they can. Figure that out. Is on their platform. You, mom, you ain't, you're, I, you're not I locked anything. my door, mom. Okay, you can't <laughs> exactly. even. You can't come in here, mom. I lo- yeah. This is my space, mom. <laughs> this group is private. Wow. Okay, you can't even come in. Facebook's just like, I, like yeah, yeah, we can, we can do that very easily. We created the website. So. What do you think of that, Coop? You know, um, yeah, this was not a good thing. It wasn't an unexpected thing either. There was a couple of comments I have on that. First of all, I was really disappointed. One of the things I was disappointed is that there was no guidance given from any of the trade associations on this, considering, and I'm, I'm talking all three trade associations, considering they have consumers, retailers, and uh, manufacturers very dependent on the Facebook platform. And for them not to do any guidance to their, uh, to their members, I thought was a complete disservice. And I put all three organizations on the hook for that where – Actually, I ended up doing guidance, and I'm not saying, but really, that should have come from the trade associations because that is it is a critical part of of what they're doing on those things. So I think they really needed to do that. The second thing I'll say is, you know, for you companies that insist on doing your putting, you know, you know, I'm going to say it, press releases, and you don't want to put them on your website, you want to put them on Instagram and Facebook. They're going to be gone someday. Get them, Coop. They're going to be gone. You're, all that all that good stuff that you're going to be gone someday. I really am. I'm really loving the just visual in my mind of people like coming to Coop in like a Godfather situation and seeking <laughs> guidance. Like, yeah. You come to me. Yeah. I, I mean, the you, day I have a primetime show. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Stop letting Instagram do your, dictate your marketing plans, is what I'm going to say, because you may have a lot of intellectual capital Coop, gone. I want to ask you about something just like no, not yeah. even related to this. You kind of use your Instagram as like a photo dump from your vacations. Do you want to <laughs> expound on that? Because I saw one day you just posted like six pictures of like roads you were driving on on Florida. <laughs> anything? You got anything for me there? Um, you you accurately assessed that. <laughs> you like, <laughs> you, you like go to Walgreens and have them developed. The I'm not a big Instagram <laughs> fan. I be honest. Yeah. But people, I think people like, for whatever reason, people like seeing my travels and my eats, so I of put course. them on there. Of course. Yeah. We like seeing anything, Coop. I How mean, about with the next the next couple, we just rapid fire, just boom, 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 boom. Wait, we got five. The next five are all to do with the IPCPR. So I'm going to just say all five of them, and then you guys can just comment on, on each of the five. All right? So I'll, I'll read off the next five stories, boom, in a row. All right, so IPCPR pullouts. We had Villiger. David Garofalo, a couple other companies like Florida Gonzalez pulling out of the IPCPR show. Then we had the IPCPR changing its name to PCA. This is the second part of this. Then we had the PCA announcing CigarCon, and then it cancels the show. And then we had the IPCPR 
releases the attendance data for the 2019 show, and there was some reaction to that. And finally, and to cap this off, the emergence of the TPE show. So, Aaron, talk about just that whole span of IPCPR stories that was like that dominated the summer of stories oh in the cigar gosh, media that, industry. That, did that drag on or what? Yeah, I mean, talk about a company just like having an Uzi pointed at their feet. I mean, they're just, they couldn't get out of the way of themselves. And uh, I think that they're still stuck in that spot. I mean, they're, also, Uzi you know, seems like what like a British kid would call an injury. Sorry, continue. I mean, uh, they're struggling now with trying to get renewals done for uh, memberships for 2020. And they've, uh, they're being quite silent on it and uh, like really relying on, I think, the members to reach out to them to figure out what's going on. So I think that they're just still struggling internally. I think that board of directors is a mess. Um, I think that they are, you know, as long as TPE doesn't do the same thing and mess everything up, uh, they, they have some competition. They may be in trouble. Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna blast these out, bang 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 for the pullouts. I think that we this year will see a large size or what we would like a company that you would think they will not miss the trade show miss the trade show this year. I yeah. predict that. I don't think that, I don't make anything of the PCA IPCPR name change. I think the actually the canceling of the cigar con was kind of like. I was watching the Firefest documentary again a few nights ago, <laughs> and like they they reached this critical mass where it was like. This is the point where we should cancel it. And I think that they just did. They're like, all right, this is just not going to happen this year. We're just going to push it back a year. Um, and then the other three I just don't want to address, really. So, All right, Coop, what do you make of all that IPCR right, start, PCA stuff? Let's start with the positives. Um, I've been very vocal. The PCA rebranding was really good. Um, I love the leaf color scheme they did. It gives you a very easy way to, to give what this organization is about. In three simple steps, I mean, three steps very easy. So, I mean, I, I like that. I think the rebranding was necessary to do that. Good job by them. Um, shame on the PCA for not realizing what a what a um, landmine they were stepping on with CigarCon. And anyone who had any sense who's been following this industry for 10 years knew that this was a train wreck in the making, right? And it was not treated, you know, it was just, and they've kind of hodgepodge something together to try to do that. That's what they got. They got a, um, they got the reaction they got. Now, you guys, I know, Eric, you've been vocal in terms of you thought Cigar Con is a good thing. Yeah, right? it's, and I, I, it's ultimately what they have to be. I mean, and, and, and this is where, yeah. Whether they screwed it up this year or not, that's another topic. Okay. But they, yeah, ha I, they have to go in that direction at some point because um, trade shows for cigars, to, for people to come buy, you know, for retailers to come buy their cigars, it's an antiquated idea because... Unlike like you know like the big uh, consumer electronics show and all that sort of stuff, you don't need to see how a cigar functions. You know, you already know how a cigar functions, and you can just buy the cigars. A as a retailer, you can just order the cigars nowadays online super easily. Yeah. So that the idea of that trade show is just antiquated. So it has to change. It just absolutely to has to change. Totally agree. And this is where I think people got a little mixed up with my position on this. It was just the plan. There was no plan. That was the problem. This was not a well, this was not a well orchestrated plan that they had to make this happen, and and that was where I thought the whole thing fell down. You know, where, where they did that, um, I think they did the right thing by punting on this thing at least, and that was something I, I had asked them to do. Shame on them for letting the information leak out. There were too many people talking within that organization to people like me and Charlie, okay, and and, and the Barry Steins and all that. So 
again, you know, you, you let that information leak out. And you, you t- what happens when you tease? What do I always say? When you, they tease something, what happens? <laughs> it yeah. never works, right? And, and, and I can tell you, Aaron and I had, had a message thread with a few folks the day that they did that video where they said they had this, uh, you know, new organization coming out. And, and, I, and I almost predicted it to T. I said, Barry Stein's going to leak it out. And Charlie's going to come and just give the whole kahuna what was going on. And that's exactly what happened there. Um, so, you know, that, that, that was what it was. As far as the people pulling out goes, I think that's related to a completely different problem. Um, I think there's some real business issues with the trade show right now going on. And um, I think some of those folks you mentioned will be back. And I think there will be some other folks who will stay home this year. Mm-hmm. All right, here's one, Coop. Uh, here's a story uh, that was sort of interesting. Uh, Nick Jonas, mega pop star Nick Jonas, shows yes. up on the cover of CA, and and obviously, you know, like a bunch of like you know hipster kids were mad at that. But the thing that drove me crazy, Jack, about that story was the, the cigar, cigar guys. People, yes, the cigar people <laughs> that were mad at Nick Jonas, or that they picked Nick Jonas to be on there because he's like some young like kid. What was Ron Perlman busy? What the hell? <laughs> 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 Come on. How many times are we going to have Arnold Schwarzenegger on the cover? Like, other people smoke cigars. Is that Ron from? It's like, okay, uh, should we call Stanley Tucci again? I don't know. Like, what if somebody actually popular was on the cover? I don't know. What? We're trying so hard to modernize cigars. Uh, and but he just sings those songs. Yeah. Aaron. Uh, uh, Aaron, what did you make of that whole shenanigans? Yeah, I mean, I think it was good to have, I mean, new blood, like, you know, Jack saying, like, you can only rotate through those, you know, few people so many times before it just gets, like, old hat. So I think it was good to have somebody kind of a uh, younger generation on there. Um, what do you make of the cigar people that were so critical of CA for putting him on there? It just, they just expose how, like, out of touch they are with what is necessary to keep this industry going. Mm, I mean, right. uh, you know, if you... If you, if you tie your boat to these old guys once they're dead, you've got nothing. Wow. I mean, you've got to you've got to you've got to continually bring in new Aaron blood and, and exposing and some of going, the pain so. of his childhood on this yeah. <laughs> podcast. That was, that was they'll leave awesome. you and they'll never call you back. <laughs> Grandpa, I hate you. He was like Bill Murray in Groundhog's Day, right there. You know. Yeah, you're gonna wake up. It's gonna be cold and dark every day. <laughs> it's gonna last you the rest of your life. <laughs> Coop, what'd you make of the whole uh, uh, Nick Jonas situation? Yeah, I thought I thought that it was it wasn't a huge reaction of negativity from the cigar industry. There was some negativity from some people, but I think most most of it was more positive. Um, and you know, I, and good job by cigar aficionado doing this. I mean, I don't often say that sometimes, but they they did a good job with this, and it was you know Nick Jonas. Um, you know, Pete Johnson was talking about the Jonas Brothers to, to us years ago, you know, when he was, you know, when he went on tour Is, with them. Coop, had you heard about them before Pete Johnson brought them up? Yes, I actually did. Okay. You know, I'm, a Joe, I'm, actually a Joe, I'm actually more of a Joe Jonas fan. I, I got hooked oh, on one of the Joe, yeah. that, uh, that Joe Jonas song. Take uh, by the Ocean? Take, take by the Ocean, oh, yeah. yeah it's a, so... So I was a little more Joe Jonas guy, but I'm like, yeah, this is this is this is cool, you know. This is um, it, Aaron said, you know, it was good young blood and good. It, the industry got some good publicity out of this because there were people who were saying, you know what, to criticize Nick Jonas for a cigar. Why are we doing this? Like, like even those like idiots on the View, I think were were like. Saying this was stupid, so I mean, um, Coop watches so, Camp Rock every night. <laughs> Disney Channel classic. Disney Channel classic. Yeah, Coop, Coop bought, he pre-ordered Disney Plus for the Camp Rock. <laughs> <laughs> you can check that out. Okay. All, right, all right, boys, I got three stories, and all I want you to say is good or bad. 
All right? Okay. These next three, good or bad? All right. Scandinavian Tobacco acquires Royal Agio. Bad. Bad. Wow, both bad. Interesting. All right. Yeah, well, you know, the premium piece. I mean, I think we saw some good things with that premium piece. And it's not looking good yeah. when that's going to happen. All right. Yeah. Eddie Guerrero leaves Altidus, then joins Davidoff. Good, good for one and bad for the other, I'd probably say. Yeah. Good for Eddie. Good for Eddie. Good for yes, Eddie. I love that. Cool. Um, yeah, I mean, it was it was more of a bad for me because here's how I look at it. I already had good relationships with, with Davidoff and Altidus, so, um, you know, and he was one of the guys I had in Altidus, certainly. Um, yeah, I think it was a big loss for Altidus, but I think there's some uncertainty there, so good for Eddie. I think Eddie's going to really do some good things over at Davidoff. I All really right. do. All right, Room 101 moves their distribution to La Polina. <sighs> Horrible. Wow. Bad. Aaron, Aaron, expound. Let's go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. You, know, you know I have no love for La Polina. You I can't mean, say these, horrible it, and not expound. Yeah, I mean, uh, they can't sell their own cigars. I mean, Ooh. how are they going to sell his? Good Ouch. Lord. <laughs> God, I, I love I love. Aaron's out for blood. He's got cold in his yeah, stocking and hate in his heart. <laughs> He's coming for next. <laughs> what do you think, Coop? Yeah, I thought it was bad. Um, You know, I actually think Caldwell has a very good um sales team. I, I, I think his sales team, he's, he's tight with his sales team. So I don't know what the driver was with that. Um, It didn't catch me by surprise. I'm just going to tell you that. Um, I'll, I'll say that much. But, um, yeah, yes, I mean, I hope it works out for that. Another humble brag from Coop. <laughs> no, I mean, you know, if you were at the trade show, there were some hints. I mean, you could see that. Um, But um, like I said, you know, um, I hope it works for Matt. I really do. Matt had a great Matt had a great year, by the way. Is he, like he did, Brian he did. Yeah. All right, let's keep rocking. Uh, Coop FDA rules against the substantial equivalence delay request. Wow, way to nail those three words in a row. Yeah, thank you. Um, catastro- catastrophic. <laughs> <laughs> good or bad? It, it was even good or bad. There's nothing good about that, and the industry is not ready. <laughs> so, uh, that's all I can. Aaron. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the FDA needed the delay as much as anybody else did. I mean, they don't even know how to deal with it. So uh, I think they needed as much time as they could to try to figure out what this process actually looks like. So uh, it's, you know, it messes up the cigar industry because now they have to kind of, uh, you know, commit to something that they don't even know what they're supposed to be doing. So it's just going to be a mess all around, I think. All right, here's one, Jack, I'll throw at you. Uh, Fabian leaves Drew Estate. That was a, uh, a kind of a surprise. Yeah, yeah right, I mean, right after Smoke Night Live interview. Uh, well, it's a kiss of death. <laughs> I'm assuming immediately after this interview, developing palettes will fold, and they'll be like, developing mm-hmm. coop. What are like making a murderer style, like developing coop? Where, <laughs> I don't know where you, I was even going for that joke. I mean, it was it was a little surprising. I mean, he'd been at it for, what, was it actually 20 years as well? It was like an absurd amount of time, like 17 or 18 years, and kind of, especially as soon as he got that jumpsuit, you know, it's like, Really hard to see him leave once he got that awesome jumpsuit. Jump I'm wondering what I, happened to the jumpsuit. I think he just gave away a little too much of the acid secret on the on SNL one week. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was. Well, it. I don't know. You, I kind of see a theme. I don't. There's just a certain amount of time. I think you can have like a plane travel situation before right. you just kind of cr- you burn out. My my former boss George Sosa was like a you know man was built like a jackhammer just on a plane on a plane on a plane for like. 20 years and it's like I just think you can't do it forever and that would be my guess more than anything else but it is a loss it's a big loss what did you two make of that uh, Aaron 
Yeah, I think it's a bummer seeing him leave. I mean, uh, it's like you know one of the last original guys kind of at the company. Like it's uh, you know you got JDs like the 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 last man standing kind of thing. Um, but uh, and you know you have to wonder how much of this is uh, kind of you know fallout from the Swisher acquisition. You know, after a few years, you start seeing changes in the company. Um, so maybe partly that. Um, maybe if that didn't happen in the the original kind of uh, flair of the company was still going on. Maybe uh, Fabian would be sticking around. So um, it's it's hard to tell without talking to Fabian. You know what actually went down. What did you make of that, Coop? Yeah, I mean, obviously losing a, a guy like Fabian um, is not a, is is not a good thing. You know, obviously because um, you know he's a popular guy. He did a very good job in that. I think Drew State's redefining the role. So I think you're starting to see um, people move into that role. I think you'll see more people move into that role in 2020. Um, nah, and when I say roles, I think they're going to redefine the role. I think they're redefining the role um, where it's not going to be – it's like when Sam left. They didn't give it to one person. They kind of redefined what Sam's role is. I think you're going to see the same thing happen now with, with Drew Estate in the next uh, couple of months for sure. All right. So, uh, Coop, what about Altria trying to sell uh, Nat Sherman? Um, give, give Look, you got to give Altria some credit that they, they could have easily just in, shut the whole thing down. Just put a pot on the – or a lid on the yeah. pot. Yeah, I mean, the fact that they, they, they're basically, you know, giving it a shot to see if, if someone will get this um, is good. Uh, I think, you know, Altria just, you know, I, you know, I heard people saying that the cigarette companies were all going after the cigar companies. And, and I don't think that's the case because they clearly see that the, the margins in the cigar industry are very different there. Um, I think the best hope for that is uh, I, I actually hope that Michael can pull a group together and Michael oh, can take be... ownership of that brand. I think that would be if he can pull that off. I think Matt Sherman is going to have a long future. What do you think, Aaron? Yeah, I agree with what Coop said. I mean, it, it's nice to be able to see that the the brand still may be able to have some life to it. And it wasn't just kind of completely, you know, cut out. Um, and, you know, Michael Horcloth is a great guy. I'd love to see him be able to kind of, uh, you know, continue to build that brand somewhere else. So um, I hope that actually happens and it's you know not something that where they can't find a buyer and they do have to shut it down all right aaron we've seen just recently very recently all sorts of price increases announced fuente jc newman mcauliffe a bunch of other ones what do you make of that i mean price increases are uh part of the game i mean annual price increases happen um, but, you know, there's lots of additional fees that are coming up with FDA regulation stuff and user fees and all that kind of stuff. So um, it's just I think it's just going to be something that you see more of and maybe a little bit more publicly. Um, but I don't I don't read too much into it as of yet. Coop, I only got a press release on the McAuliffe stuff. <laughs> Jesus, Coop. So that's all he knows. I think Aaron's right. Look, the, I think there's, there's obviously price increases are going to happen. Um, I think there's other factors too. I think you know, just cost of doing business gets more. You know, so. Coop, it's going to price increases are going to happen in the industry. But I only Bill, got one from the cow. You have Billy Madison, like when he's got the list and he calls him and he crosses, he's got the list and he crosses it out. Yeah. When like a company sends Coop a press release, he like, he's just like <laughs> I am glad I call I'm glad I sent that press yes, release. <laughs> right, I'm gonna be very serious for a second here. Because a lot of one of the things we get asked a lot is how much does a cigar cost, right? So if we're reviewing cigars or we're updating reviews and we don't have the latest pricing. I mean, I don't understand if people want to have a cigar review out there. And we can't give. We have to kind of, kind of go like, chase yeah, down the actor pricing. Look at like the top five whatever websites yeah. selling them and the suggested. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. 
Coop, what about uh, this? Is a totally different thing. But what about? Do you have you have you ever gotten a press release that was like a JPEG and it wasn't actually text, and they just <laughs> sent you like, a picture of the press release? Yes. <laughs> I remember Jordan. I remember I Jordan. Get, like, I get about one or two companies, and I usually wait for someone to print it first. Scan. I get scanned faxes. Yeah, and like Jordan, count. Jordan would just lose his mind. He'd be like, ha, ha, "What do you think I'm supposed to do? I'm going to type this whole thing up now." It's better than them not sending it, so I'll take it. I would rather. Transpose a press release from a picture. Uh, All right, Coop. What about uh, Ventura cigars? Basically, uh, kind of. I don't know what you call this. Semi. Yeah, got rid of their Salesforce. I mean, what do you make of that, Coop? Um, I think there's some. I think there's some questions about Ventura going into 2020. Um, I think they're fair questions right now. Um, you know, the other thing is, it seems like they're like originally the Salesforce for Ventura was the Phillips and King Salesforce. Sure. And then about a year ago, they they split it off. But from what I was hearing from a lot of the retailers, they didn't like the split off. They didn't like the fact they were dealing with two different reps now. Um, so I think a lot of retailers like that the fact that it's gone back. The fact still remains they did cut some other roles. I, I think at at um, at Phillips and King across the board. So I think they're looking at some you know, obviously some profit margins. And and here's the thing, you know, TPE, you know, and you know is going towards cigars right now. So. I mean, I'd be a little. I'd really want to see what Ventura is going to do because if Phillips and King's going to pull back out of premium cigars, then then I'm going to question what's TBE going to do. Are they going to still go after the cigar industry? And I think the next year will tell for sure. What? Do you, any thoughts on that, Aaron? Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, I have to say bye bye to Ventura, but um, you know oh, the. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I didn't even think about that. <laughs> it's uh, yeah, I think it's uh, unfortunate, but um, that's always been a brand that's had a had a kind of a weird. Uh, Market and kind of how they put cigars together. You're right. I mean, that's just, that's you know, a good point, Aaron. That is a good. You know, point. they've. You know, they always. You know, they're. They don't have anything of that really is their own. I mean, they started out with some of the psycho stuff, and the project uh, was 80s, 4, 85, whatever it is. Um, but Project 85. But um, yeah, it's. It was more of like a. You know, a, a brand that was kind of just like doing like. Uh, you know, these releases with these other companies or whatever, and you know they had some like the whole case study thing. They had this big long list of cigars that they were going to release. Maybe like thirty or forty percent of it ever made it to the market. Um, I just and they've just kind of gone through a lot of changes internally. They just never really got any traction. I don't think so. Um, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, you know, they're doing this the new Psycho Seven Nicaragua um, with Indian Ortez, but um, it's just always been a weird kind of a, a weird company. So um, I. I don't know, and what Coop says about TP is is true as well. So you know them if they get away from cigars in their own company, um, you know maybe they just see it as maybe there's a little bit of a conflict of interest um, that they can get rid of that, and then they can focus on you know doing their distribution stuff with all the other brands. I don't know. All right, Aaron, uh, this one's kind of an exciting story to me. The uh, the General Cigar and Espinosa collaboration for Warzone. Uh, this is one where. Honest to God, I, I, I wasn't sure what to think until I was sitting in a bar in Miami and I smoked it and I absolutely loved it. This is an interesting collaboration because you have like Goliath and you have David. Like Jordan said, this is like Goliath and David coming together to make a cigar. What do you make of that? Have you smoked it? What did you think? And what do you think of, of a collaboration like this with a massive company and a, a small boutique company? 
Yeah, I haven't smoked it yet. I didn't get a chance to go to Lozano Palooza this year, but Coop was able to bring some back for us. Um, so I'll be smoking that probably in the next month or so. Um, but yeah, I thought it was an interesting project. Um, like you said, uh, you know, them going to uh, a company the size of Espinosa to do a collaboration is interesting. Um, you know, them working with uh, a lot with AJ and stuff like that um, has been, you know, the norm for them for a little while. But, uh, yeah, I think doing something like this is, is fairly interesting. Um, you know, uh, the collaboration in regards to, you know, where the tobacco is sourced is, is pretty cool. Uh, you know, you got the, the wrappers from uh, General's portfolio and then the rest of the cigars from Espinosa, from what I understand. So um, I think it'll be cool. Um, my only concern is um, about the brand as a whole because it's not like underneath a um, an existing brand, so it's a, a whole new thing. So you're gonna have to build up a little bit of uh, traction with that. Um, but if they decide to do uh, you know future releases and kind of build up on that, I think it'll be cool. And having Justin as a part of that, I think is is a big help. I mean, uh, you know, he's Justin's a younger guy and he's got uh, a lot of great ideas. Um, so if he can kind of keep that momentum going, I think it'll do well. What are your thoughts, Coop? Yeah, I think sometimes, you know, originally a lot of us thought that this was not a true collaboration, right? And, and a lot of it came out because the information, I think, came out on KMA and Smoke Night Live, right? Where, you know, we just, was it just that, that they were making a cigar at, at, at Espinosa General? Like, but then as the story came out, it was clear that they, they actually, this was a project. There was a lot of work and effort put into this, right? Um, and I think sometimes a company like General, they, they sometimes need a sounding board. They need someone to kind of tell them or kind of show them, like, okay, maybe their way isn't the only way to do it. And, and they can learn from another company like, like, like a Lozone or like a Hector or like an Eric. So I, I think that's what happened. I really think that's what happened here. And I think they really have a good chance. I, I think this could be a win-win for both. I think they really got to keep the momentum and, uh, going in the next six months with this cigar. I mean, I would be really promoting this cigar both ends as much as possible. Um, and I know sometimes, like I know Espinosa, sometimes they love this. They love promoting the, the the small batch releases, and I get that. But this is something I think they really gotta for the next six months. Just just keep beating the drum to war zone because and the cigar. I think the cigar is solid. So yeah. All right, coupon. I'm gonna. Oh, do you think David and Goliath like ever hung out before battle? I don't know. I mean, they're. they're not, I was trying to picture when when he said that. I was trying to picture Eric Espinosa and like a David type role. Like, bro, we ain't gonna fight you. I'm Cuban, bro. You wanna fight me? <laughs> but they gave just. You know what? They gave Justin. They gave Justin free reign on that to some extent. I just extent. didn't like the David and Goliath comparison because like. There's no conflict in which Eric Espinosa is like undermatched in any. <laughs> and also the 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 Cameroon craze, I'm I'm excited about. You got yes. the Baca, you got mm-hmm. the War Zone. AJ Fernandez had a great Cameroon. There's a lot of Cameroon sure. out there. All right, great boys. Uh, this one, Coop, I'll just throw right back to you. Uh, the Avo Unexpected Series announcement that uh, I actually did on Smoke Night Live a few you, weeks ago. I didn't hear anything about that, Eric. Um, you didn't send that. <laughs> I haven't heard you guys talk about that since I, the show, so this I, is pretty good. I just want to get your thoughts on, on how that <laughs> went down. Only Coop and Aaron. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so let me let me just kind of say, bad idea, wait, good wait, people. Wait, wait, Coop, could you just, uh, could you, for the people that may not know, like uh, give them a quick refresher. Okay, so there at the trade show this year, um, there was a line of cigars that was promoted called Avo Unexpected's. 
and they were pretty much touted as four blends that were like these special limited edition blends. Um, you can do a couple hints thrown in there, but but I think most people like I originally thought, all right, they were just kind of maybe offshoots they had in the factory. Um, and they were they were basically they sold these four limited edition cigars. Um, come to find out, like a few weeks ago, um, we start seeing um, teasers, okay, about uh, a dojo show in Tampa, right? And and I'll be honest with you guys, I thought you were going to be the fifth Ava One expected cigar originally. Mm-hmm. That's what I thought. I Dang. get it. I get, I get a media invite from Ed. Should have been that. <laughs> I get I get, media, I get media invites. Say come come check this show out, right? So this is a good media steward. Um, I went there. I went and tuned in. Um, and you I heard went, it. And you I, went to your laptop. I went to my laptop. <laughs> and, and, and on and on the show, um, it was announced that uh, these four Avo unexpected blends weren't really limited edition blends. They were um, the four of the core Avo lines just rebanded and repackaged differently. Um, it, it set off a lot of firestorm um, about deception. Um, you know, it just wasn't a good thing received. Uh, Jeff Borshowitz was very vocal on this, right? I, I could tell you, Eric, as I was watching the show, I texted Aaron. I said, the train wreck's coming. All right. I, I saw this coming a mile a minute. Um, I don't think this was a way. I think this was just a bad idea. Because I know the people who are on your show. They're good people. I have good relationships with those people. But this was a bad idea. And I'll be honest. Eric, let me ask you a question, Eric. Did you know when you were going there that this was what it was? Uh, no, I did not know that. But at the same time, I I kind of see both sides of this. Like For me, uh, the way I see it is it's not nearly as big of a deal as like some people made it. Uh, but I understand the concern. In fact, I brought it up on the show. Uh, you, did, you did ask that question. You, I remember you asked that like about two, you know, forty-five minute mark or so. <laughs> you has the exact time stamp. <laughs> yes, because you shared that with me, so I could t- tune into that moment. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, Eric, I'll have the. I, I saw a couple people giving you grief. What were you to do? I mean, not to totally like be a peon and just agree with your side. They invite you down. They say, hey, come down. You know, it's like somebody comes over to your house, and then they're like, hey, could you tell everybody this thing? And then you're just like, what are you supposed to just be like, grab a pitchfork right then and there? Like that? <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, it was, you know, I can see both sides. I can see the concern. How, but what at would the same you have time, done, what would I, you have done differently if you were me? anyone? <clears throat> if you I, declined to answer, I'd, I'd I will respect decline, that. respectfully <laughs> decline to answer if, that. Possibly if it could have been in a different size than is offered in the core line and cheaper. I don't think people would be it. Mad. Well, what do you think the lasting effects are, like Cooper? Oh. Aaron, do you guys think that this will have a long-term damaging impact on Avo? Let me tell you, that story is one of my most read stories. Of them. It's still getting a lot of hits every day. Okay, I I do believe that they should have came back out and said something right away. Stop the bleeding. Uh, I think they caused some damage, and I think they they have some trust that they have to re-earn. They're going to have to re-earn right now, and I don't know what they're going to do about that. Um, I think it's shed a bigger question on the future. You know, this is the you want to talk about a decade. It was built on limited edition cigars, right? Now everyone's questioning the legitimacy of limited edition cigars. Um, it, it's not a good. It's not a good thing. And hey, here's the thing. I understand the retailer point of views of this thing. If you have these cigars now in the store, how are you going to sell these things? It's tough. I mean, because you have you know they're yeah, not they're what sitting they're, next they, to each other. I, I understand that. All right, Aaron, what's your what's your thoughts on all that? 
Yeah, I thought it was unfortunate that you got put into that position, Eric. So I kind of feel a little bit bad for you for that. Um, But um, the concept overall, I can understand. I think the execution of it was done poorly. Um, I like it, kind of liken it to a, the cigar con announcement, like you know, uh, you know, this is coming or whatever. But uh, you know, we got all this feedback when you really didn't, and you're just kind of throwing it down people's throats. So um, I think if they had positioned it as you know, we want to kind of reintroduce these these brands, um, then it might have come off a little bit differently. But like when you sell like it as the dum dum with like the mystery thing on it, and you're like, hey, it's you one of them, but what, yeah, uh, yeah, you like, don't know, you know. Here's here's four cigars. Can you can you figure out which ones these are? Kind of thing. Maybe that works. But I, I think when you sell it as something new, um, and uh, you you know you're kind of misleading. I think I view it as being misleading. Um, but if you did it in a different tact, it would it would be a little different. I think. By the way, Aaron, are you sitting in a giant baby stroller? I'm just- <laughs> <laughs> yes. 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 I can just get wheeled right into the bedroom and then I can. I've been looking at that too to try to discover. You know, there's like, like, like the. <laughs> what is the chair, Aaron? <laughs> it's a camping. It's a folding camping chair. Can you show people? On the, can you? Can you somehow? I don't know if I can get a better view. <laughs> hey, now. He is wearing pants. See, it's just a it's just a camping chair, folding camping chair, beanbag chair. All right, boys, we only have we only have four left. Uh, Good and good or bad on this one, Aaron. Uh, Stephen Hahn is the new FDA commissioner. Is that good for us? Steve Hahn. It doesn't matter who they put as the commissioner. It's bad for us. All right, Aaron. uh, Coop. Oh, very bad. Anyone that comes, anyone comes from cancer and oncology is not good with this. Okay, so, next next yeah. one. Uh, we'll just blaze right through that one. Uh, Drew Estate resumes Cigar Safari. Coop, thoughts? Great, great. Uh, it's a Ooh. terrific program. Um, I like what they're doing. Bring it back slowly. They're looking to make adjustments. Uh, so I think it's a great thing. Okay, Coop. Yep. All right, Aaron? Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, I mean, you know, they feel that it's, uh, the situation in Nicaragua is better, obviously, that they're going to be able to be bringing people that back down. So I think, you know, the trip itself is great. And, um, you know, being able to get people back down there is obviously a positive. All right, Aaron, uh, my father acquires Fonseca brand. Uh, well, I think it's good in the fact that, you know, Casada is not really doing anything with it. So that's good. Um, but I think if we knew that anyone that expects the, you know, Fonseca to come back as it was, is in for a rude awakening. Um, I think it's going to be a Nicaraguan brand now and the blends are going to be completely different. So, um, you just have to expect something different with a, with an old name. All right, Coop. Uh, everything Aaron said, I, I agree with. Will we see yeah. a lot more of this type of stuff? Do you guys think? And I saw the, uh, Coop, you could explain to me a little bit more because I'm still kind of on the outside of understanding about like the McAuliffe uh, Predicate X and the swapping of Predicate brands. What do you think will happen with all that type of stuff? I, I think it's a good thing. Um, namely, you know, in my I, I come from one of the industries that use kind of that type of thing. The software industry has made a very good use of it. Um, so it's something that works. I think McAuliffe's put some people in place right now in the company where um, they're, they're thinking out of the box. Um, I think it's a. I think it's something we should give a chance to. My concern about PredX is that my, that they're not gonna. They have to get some other companies, not just to buy in, but really buy in. Like like not just say they're interested, but be committed to this concept. And that's the fear I have of this. Um, they got to make sure that that because they don't want to be holding the boat. Uh, you know, sure. on this thing. All right, Coop, and we end with the final story. The most depressing. Probably the biggest story of uh, the year. 
And w- this has just recently happened. The uh, the big budget got passed like overnight. Like if you if you went on vacation, you could have like gone on vacation and come back, and this is just happening. So uh, it became law, and that you have to be 21 to purchase tobacco products. This is a federal law. Now, lots of states have already done this. Uh, mis- municipalities, states, and and such. But now it's a federal law. Coop, you have to be 21 to purchase tobacco products. Give me your thoughts on that story. Uh, two of my sons just lost their right to purchase tobacco products. I have a 20-year-old and a 19-year-old, right? So they just lost their right um, overnight. Um, it's not a good thing. Uh, but no one fought this. No, And I'm not blaming the trade association. Nobody fought this thing. And it was defeat after defeat after defeat with these states going down. And shame on, you know, like I said, now everyone's upset. But where was the fight on this thing in 2015 when Hawaii went down or 2013 when New York City went down with this? We knew this was going to happen. And I think, you know, for, for us in the scar, we got a little education that, you know, legislation could be slipped into these big budgets and um, be catastrophic. So we, we took a beat. And here's the other thing I'll say. I believe this is a prohibition tactic. I believe that you'll see tobacco 25 before the end of the next decade. Mm. Yeah. How about Ted Cruz's specific cigar lighting method? <laughs> I know you got some guff on that, but it's like, imagine, imagine if that cigar was lit for like Imagine if Ed smoked a cigar and put it out like that. Can oh, imagine man. the reaction it would have been. Give the yeah. guy a break. He was. I can't somebody, you can't somebody, try probably, to... somebody probably handed him a cigar and handed him a big lighter at the last possible. You second. gotta. It's an acting thing. You gotta have some. You know, come on, method acted a little bit. But I'm telling you, they would have been all over uh, Nancy Pelosi had they done that. Well, like it would be vicious. And I'm not taking. You know, but that's that's the political landscape we're in today. That's right. Uh, Aaron, what did you what do you make of this new law, Tobacco 21? It's a continuing of the degradation of, you know, our personal liberties and things like that. I mean, people are going to, you know, liken it to uh, the alcohol purchase age and things like that. But I see it as a, as a bit different. Um, you know, uh, you're not going to smoke a cigar and then, uh, you know, run over a bunch of kids or anything like that. But uh, um, it's the chair of darkness. That's right. <laughs> Um, I expect him to be sitting in a, in a chair of <laughs> he has swords. like an iron throne. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But um, yeah, nobody fought this, and it's um, I mean, like like the whole the whole goal is to outlaw tobacco. I mean, let's not you know beat around the bush. That's I mean, what this is. Exactly. Yeah, they're going to continue on this path. It's going to be you know uh, plain packaging next and things like that until it's completely outlawed. It's just it's just another another piece of that puzzle for them. Wow, there we go, folks. That was the top 30 stories breeze of 2019. We breezed through it. We breezed guys, through it. Before we go to commercial break, I want to get your guys' predictions on 2020. What will we see in the cigar industry in 2020? Let's start with Aaron. Do you have a few things that you think could theoretically happen in 2020 or the kinds of things that might happen in 2020 in the cigar industry? Yeah, I probably think you'll see some other brands get purchased. Um, you'll also see some uh, some uh, cigar brands maybe trans transfer hands like the Fonseca thing did. I mean, there's going to be companies that uh, are looking to get out, um, and other ones looking to take advantage for predicate blends. Coop, what do you think? What do you see for 2020? 
I think a lot's going to happen if that May if that May twelfth date for substantial equivalence holds or not in court. Uh, so that's going to be a big thing. But I think you're going to start to see some bigger acquisitions next year and bigger consolidations that we've seen. So I think you'll see some at a bigger level. Um, there's some there's some there's some things out there that I guess are making me believe that. Um, so I'd, I'd keep an eye on that for sure. Jack, what are uh, your predictions for 2020? Yeah. I, I think you you might have some things happening. Uh, I'm going to have a little bit of a Carmen San Diego. where in the world is Jack Hire coming <laughs> up soon? One of the worst kept secrets in the, the cigar biz. Um, I have you know I have a pretty massive announcement coming. Um, I think is there a press release? Press release? I think I'm going to grow. I'm going to go back to the mustache. I also might frost my tips. So I'll, that's a teaser for you, Coop. <laughs> a couple things going on there. Um, 2020. I mean, I. As, as gloom and doom as it can seem and this and that, I think that overall the industry is trending in a positive direction. Now, the regulatory side of it is scary. You would have kind of hoped that this administration would have been a little more helpful, and it hasn't been that yet. I think 2020 is a big year on... Uh, no, is that is that legal? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> he I, said spill it. Uh, well, okay. Well, I, I'm, I'm going to make an announcement. Right here on Smoke Night Live. On Smoke Night Live Live. Um, on Monday, I'm driving, loading up my car. My mom and I are driving down, down to Miami, and I'm going to start my job with Drew Estate. Whoa! Oh! You. Did I call it? I called it before the show. <laughs> so what is your role going to be there, Jack? I believe. Well, I I know what my title is, but I'm kind of going kind of going to be me. Just, uh, Joe Gro is my boss. I'm. I think the title is social media specialist. So I'm going to be Jackie Interwebs. I'm going to be trolling the webs. I'm going to be creating fake accounts and DMing Coop like, hey, guess what's going on here? And just trying to lead him down a random rabbit hole. That type of stuff. I think will be my day to day. Just trying to. Uh, actually, I can't say that. Aaron put the birdie in my ear. He was figuring it out before I did. So. Well, it wasn't much of a secret on, on all of my posts. Wait, we were, was like, wait, there, were, there were too many hints. Uh, the, you know, you look at you look at social media and you can figure things out very easy. Well, yeah, when when I posted like, "Hey, I'm sorry to be leaving uh, Alec Bradley," Henry was like, "Happy to have you, brother. Let's go." And I was like, right, "That doesn't seem like much of a secret." But yes, that's that's what's going on with well, me. That is, I would not say that's. A major story, but as far as your guy, I'm going to be a you know, I'm now Randy and Robbie's boss officially. Yes. So I'm going to be really cracking the whip on those guys. Uh, Randy, you need to pick it up. They took Christmas off for their one hour taped show. So I hope you guys got a lot of rest. Jeez. But yeah, exciting for me. All right, so uh, that wow. was exciting, a, uh, a, a exclusive right here on the show. Yes. But uh, let's uh, do a quick commercial break. Then we're going to talk about the biggest stories besides cigars, any, and yeah, then any, we'll end the show after that. So you want to give me a directorial note on this commercial, like th any kind of vibe yes. or accent? I, or? I want this to be like a festive New Year's Eve style, you know, <laughs> like uh, who was the guy that used to host uh, New Year's Eve every year? You're Dick Clark. Dick Clark. I, Dick Clark. I have no idea what his voice sounds like. Dick oh Clark. What is it, Coop? Give me a quick Dick Clark. <laughs> Bring it in, guys. Uh, you know, I my, my father met Dick Clark once. Actually, uh, okay, I know I'll that. do it as Coop. Okay. <laughs> this show was sponsored by JR Cigars, one of the world's largest online cigar stores. JR Cigar arranges inventory every day of bundled cigars to incredibly high-end boxes, including the brand new exclusive Cabanas, crafted by the legendary Don Pepin Garcia. If you ever go to Philadelphia. Go to Prince's Phillips' Stakes. Everything else is terrible in the New York Giants. Their management is horrible, and Gabe Kapler is my worst enemy in the entire world. 
Don't forget to check out JR Cigar's social media pages, including YouTube, where they feature cigar reviews, interviews from their weekly famous top five show. Check out JR Cigars for all your premium cigar needs. I'm Cigar Coop, and I will always tease or spoil or rumor everything forever. <laughs> that, that, was, that was a good mini, actually. <laughs> Coop, I've Except been working you gotta flub it. it a little more, Jack. I usually I, flub the read. So. I did flub it. If you would have seen the script, I messed it up <laughs> five to ten times. All right, boys. So uh, let's. And we're get, also we, eating we got some bacon coming in. Bacon. Yeah, we got some. We got some incredible some bacon. Look at Scott. You can still see him. <laughs> Hey, we got some bacon coming in, boys. There he is. All right, so Aaron, Coop, this is it. This is the end of the decade. Yeah. And But not just that, but we've had an incredible year. Sports stories in 2019. Now, Jack, I know that you're a big sports fanatic. Sure. The highs and the lows. Give me some highs. Give me some lows of 2019 in sports. In general? In general. Well, the high side. I mean, what Lamar Jackson has done on the football field this year mm. has been one of the most fun things to watch. It seems like he gets 100 yards rushing, you know, with ease. That play against the Bengals is like Mike Vick, like the best run I've ever seen. Um, some lows, anything related to Colorado sports, excluding the Nuggets and the Avalanche. Um, and I think the Phillies had a pretty good year, Coop. You want to, um, I think I just want to give the floor to Coop. Go for it, buddy. What? Uh, the, the Phillies did not have a good year. <laughs> oh, they didn't? Well, um, who was that manager that they had? Uh, Gabe Kapler. Oh, what is he up to? Uh, <laughs> Anything new from him? Um, this, The Giants hired him. They did? Yep, this is the, the first I'm hearing Giants of it. Coop, you got to speak up about these sort of things. <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I... Yeah, Listen, you, that's, you that's a train wreck right to happen. Wait, wait, till Robbie is, wait till Robbie gets about 50 games into the season. And he's going to realize this is not just a bad thing. This is a bad thing that's not going to get good. <laughs> so I, I mean, he is um, a pretty handsome guy, Coop. I, you got to give him he, that. He is an atrocious. I mean, his newfangled approach to baseball. I get the analytics stuff, and that's why I like what we got Girardi. At least he understands how it fits into the context of of you the tradition of the game. He's a he's a handsome guy, though. You're not going to even no. give him that. No. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. I don't. Even, hey, I don't. Keep, He's keeping it tight. All right, so yeah. Coop, what are your highs and lows in sports from this past year? Um, there were so there was um actually two at a high and a low. So w- one is Andy Ruiz uh beats oh, Antonio and Danny Joshua to win the heavyweight most of the heavyweight title belts. Um, so you have this fat, out of shape guy who comes in and beats a guy who everyone thought was the, like one of the best fighters, right? So that was great. But then in the rematch, he shows up even fatter and more out of shape, and he gets his ass kicked, right? <laughs> so that was one of one of the lows of that. The, the other thing I'll say is, you know, the Tour de France, I, I get the whole thing with Lance Armstrong this year, uh, not this year, but, you know, recent years, and it, it ruined the sport for a long time. There's a kid out of Colombia who won the Tour de France this year. His name's Egan Bernal, and he's just, it seems like he's a good kid, and, and, and hopefully he's clean, because if it is, he's going to be a real good future to rebuild cycling, um, and I'd love to see the Tour de France get back to where it was 30 wow. years ago. And, Coop, so That's yeah. a deep cut. That's amazing. Wow. Yeah, he's a he's a spectacular cyclist. This this he's twenty one years old. He won the Tour de France, and he's just one of the nicest guys. I don't even know anything about cycling. What's like the what what age do you expect a Tour de France winner to be, Coop? About twenty six or twenty seven. It takes it usually takes a long time. There have been some younger ones. Coop, do you do you sleep? Like how do you <laughs> where does this invert? Like how do you get all this information? I was just like just the cigar stuff. Seems like it could be a full time job. Not to mention your uh, full time job 
And your family, I'm assuming, do you see them regularly? Yeah, they're actually in the hotel room right now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I get, you know, there's things that they, they, I do enjoy, you know. So, uh, yeah, so, All right, Aaron, what was your highs and lows from the sports scene this past year? Uh, I would say high is uh, the Nationals winning the World Series. Uh, you know, Bryce Harper leaves to go to the Phillies for the oh, money, and wow. uh, they just kind of <laughs> shove it in his face by uh, winning the, the whole knife. thing. <laughs> They beat a, a cheating Astros team, so it's always a good thing when that something like that happens. Um, for the low, I mean, uh, that Steelers-Browns game with the uh, the whole uh, Rock'em Sock'em robots at the end was uh, a bit I, of a disaster. I have but, that uh, on my list. That was unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, uh, look, I mean, uh, you know, I didn't, I wasn't watching the game when it happened, but uh, I see like kind of the everybody talking about it on social media. And the, when I went to go watch the video, I was expecting to see some guy. Again, I'm gonna go to the dark side. Some guy laying on the ground with his head split open and you know bleeding out on the field. It but was, uh, it was it was a it was a bit of a tame hit. Um, but I mean, the intent could have been really it was bad. Like attempted Just, murder like level yeah. of. But yeah, yeah it, it wasn't as bad as it could have been. But uh, it was still a bad a bad scene. Aaron, I I kind of have those same things on my list. I had the the Mason Rudolph getting hit by Miles Garrett, but yep. my high was the Washington Capitals yeah. fan. It had the two the Nationals bu- fan, yeah, he, he, Budweisers. Oh, Nationals, yeah, Washington Nationals fan. Had the two Budweisers. He gets hit by a, a, a yeah. home run ball in the chest, it. and he does not drop. <laughs> well, those right. beers, those, I, like, I can't imagine World Series beers are less than, like, $18. You know, you got to right. wear that. That was the greatest moment in sports in the entire year by far. The, I got to agree. I see your low. I got to agree. The low it was the worst the thing that's ever happened was to me. the Super Bowl. It was the worst possible Super Bowl, not only because the – Terrence Riley's Patriots won, but it was just a god awful game. Ugh, Thirteen to three. It was hor- it was hor- it and was you, a horrific. You come game. into it like the Rams is high flying offense, yada yada. <laughs> Hated it. <laughs> yep. All right, Aaron. What about in in the world of television? What were your highs and lows of the uh, the world of television? In 2019, I don't, I don't watch a lot of television. I, I you know, I stream you're, stuff. You're on like a three-hour show every night. It's like yeah, I, mean, I don't have a lot of time <laughs> Where do you to find watch the TV. Time? <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, so yeah, I I'm just kind of streaming some stuff, but I don't think there's anything that really jumps out at me that that I thought was a, a real you know a high or a low in regards to TV itself. All right, Coop, what about you? You got to have something. Yeah, I thought it was a terrible year for TV. Um, there, there hasn't been that one show, I think, that's really kind of ca- – I mean, usually there's at least one show that comes out every year that kind of captivates you, and uh, it, it, it didn't happen this year. Um, so, I, I, you know, I think we're seeing television change. I think it used to be, Eric, when we were growing up um, – Maybe Aaron to a lesser extent, you know, because you're a little younger than us. But you would look forward to September and October when all the new shows would come on on the three networks, um, and there were three networks at the time. You don't have that anymore. So I, I and I think the I think streaming has changed a, a lot of that too. Um, you know, I think so. I think definitely as far as streaming goes, um, well, that's that's changed a lot. Uh-oh. Yeah, but what do you say, Jordan? We, we don't have that anymore. But now we just have. Coop's, Coop's just sitting at uh, watching NBC every night. Like, what the? <laughs> hell? Yeah, we don't have that anymore. But now we just have good content all the time. <laughs> See, that's that's what's hard yeah. for me to delete. You do, you do. Go ahead, Coop. Yeah, no, you're right. You're 100 percent right on that. That's what's hard for me to delineate because a lot of the times there's like a show that I've I've watched in 2019 that it's like I don't know. I don't necessarily know if it was a show from last year. It's just like the streaming platforms just kind of right give me the juice. Uh, you have on your list Barry. Barry, Barry is a great one show. One of the best. I mean, no ho, Hank. It's amazing. Body. <laughs> Body. 
<laughs> you know what's pretty it. good this year was uh, Living With Yourself, Paul Rudd. I haven't checked that out yet. Uh, I, I got into Succession, big Succession guy. It's a wonderful show that the dad is just the angriest person in the world. I, I actually have two lows. Two lows. Uh, the Game of Thrones finale. The disaster. Was, that last season. That was entire last low. season. And, and I wanted to like it so bad that I did How like it. I did like it for about a month. I told you. How does and then Cersei eventually get after by rocks? You, you think about it for enough time, and then it just wasn't good. But then the the worst story of all in TV was Lori Loughlin of the Hallmark Channel getting <laughs> arrested. <laughs> for, you know, I mean, that just broke every you know mental image I had of her. You know, I yeah. mean, come Aunt on, Becky? Was Aunt Becky, you know, Aunt serving hard time, it, serving hard time. It, but there's two women from from. That Full House yeah. showed her on. There's another one on. That was the one who's married to the hockey player is the other one. No, there's another one. The hockey player's wife, um, Pablo Burry's wife or whatever. It, it, she was on Full House and she does the blonde. She does a lot of the movies. Oh yeah, can, Candace. She, she, Candace. She didn't get arrested. No, but she's, no, she's still on the Hallmark. Right. Oh, okay. she's a she's a big part oh. of the Hallmark channel. Oof. Well, yeah, that's true. I mean, so you didn't lose her. I mean, so there's yeah, a yeah. <laughs> there's a plus. There's Coop a plus. comes in hot with. The hockey player's wife. <laughs> uh, okay, I gotta say, I I did watch the new Dynasty for the first time this year. Oh, they reboot, they redid Dynasty, and I did watch it, and it was a train wreck compared to the old Dynasty. What is well, that? Yeah, I mean, I don't know what that is. What's Dynasty? Dynasty was like a big show in the eighties. It was like yeah. a, it was like a nighttime soap was opera. Dallas, it was, it was who it? shot Jr. Yeah, like that. Dallas. Yeah, that, that like... show was really good. Duck Dynasty in any way? Yeah. No, it was, not, it was not like Duck Dynasty. Okay. No, but this Scott's guy's telling us to move on. You're, you're. <laughs> well, and, and I'm getting a lot of comments on the Mandalorian. I'm not totally bought in yet. You know, I, I haven't watched it. Kind of yeah. feel like it's just like you know, it's a good, it's a good show. I'm so sick like, of the Baby Yoda thing. I, well, it's I, just, I, that's I don't all want, they've given me. I don't want to see one Skip more picture. Of I don't baby think it was Yoda. a bad show, but I think people just spent money on Disney Plus, and they're like. Uh oh! Like I gotta like this thing. Yep, exactly. That's my personal opinion. I don't think it's a bad show. Like if it was a show on any other network, I'd really enjoy it. But I think it's right now a little overhyped. And that Jeff Glo- Goldblum show, disaster in my opinion. He's too weird. All right, hey Coop, how about this? Uh, the the year in movies. I'm gonna tell you my high and low, Coop, and then you can come in with yours. So I'll tell you my high and my low. My high of the year was that movie Yesterday. Yesterday. Where the guy. You know, like he was the only guy that remembered Beatles tunes. That was a great movie. Great movie. Check it out. Original concept. Original concept. Fun. Absolutely fantastic. My low was The Irishman. Oof. The most boring three hours and, a, and 45 minutes of my entire life. Huh? <laughs> Coop, what about movies in 2019? Did you see any that you liked? Did you see any that you hated? Um, the Irishman was definitely overrated. Um, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to agree with you on that one. For sure, um, the best movie I think was that Joker movie. Now don't give away any spoilers. Okay. I saw that movie with Lars Tietens. That's a real story. I was like, I gotta yeah. see. His I'm opinion not a big superhero movie. guy, but they did a real and, and what's his name did a tremendous acting job. The, the the Creed two movie was technically last year, but obviously nothing was going to top Creed two um, in my opinion. By, Coop, by Coop's list. Yeah, but but Joker was really. I, I hope he gets an award for that. The guy who played, yeah, like, who was, was it? Joaquin? Joaquin Phoenix, right? He's a great actor. He's the that best was a actor really good job they right did with it. Jordan, what IMO. about Jordan? What about you? Highs, lows in the movie? Uh, probably Once Upon a Time in Hollywood was oh. the high. Yeah, that was decent. Um, it was decent. I'm, I come short on the lows. 
which most. is unusual I'm, I haven't for me. seen it yet, but I'm just going to say cats. <laughs> yes. Every cats. day, every Wait, single day. I'm not kidding you. I, like, look up articles about cats. It just makes me so happy. Like, the, the, the amount of hatred that people have for that movie. I'm going to see I don't want to see it in the theaters or anything, but I'm going to check it out. You can't the, hate, like, like you know. Awful. I didn't realize at first that they're, like, actual cat size. Size, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like dancing on tables. There's, like, a weird bug scene. I feel like I've seen the movie. All right, Aaron, have you seen movies this Aaron, year? have you seen cats? <laughs> I've seen one movie this year, and that was The Irishman. Okay. Um, I don't have the same opinion you guys do. I thought the movie was fine. I don't think it was great. I don't think it was horrible. Um, you know, I understand the people have a problem with the length of the movie. Um, but I think, you know, me being a fan of Scorsese and that genre of movies, um, I was into it. I didn't like the whole uh, de-aging technology that they used at the beginning. It was very fake. And, you know, watching uh, an old Robert De Niro stomp out some guy on the street looked like he was just kind of like stumbling around looking for his walker. But um, you know, I, I thought it was it was a good enough movie for for what it was. Um, that was the I only heard, movie you saw last year. Yeah, I have heard good <laughs> things about the new Star Trek movie that just came out though. So, um, but Aaron, 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 I'm a I'm a big fan of Scorsese too, and I loved Goodfellas. I loved Casino. Nobody is batting an eye to the fact that Aaron, in the 360 days of this year. One. The only movie he checked out was The Irishman. Yeah, well, that was, like, I, I didn't check out a lot either. I, I, I did not go to a theater this year. So, oh, but like you, what you had to have like, like you know, like Shawshank Redemption's on TV. You saw that movie, right? Oh, I watched a lot of movies, but okay. not that Jack. This isn't this the year. CA list. He went. Wait, he went. You went to the C <laughs> the theater to see The Irishman. No, it was on Netflix. No, 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 no. It's, no, I saw it on. I said I haven't gone to a theater at all this year. I got all the movies I, I watched. I'm sorry, I had to dig for, in on that one. Yeah, yeah. No, I think, it's, I th- it's either Netflix or Prime that I'm, I'm watching on. So, all right, so let's end with this is the big topic: world events in general. Any world event that happened in 2019, highs and lows. I only have, I only have one low, and that's Greta Thornburg. I I, I cannot see her face. It drives me <laughs> nuts. She's a teenage girl. She, I know she's a teenage right. girl, and, and she knows nothing about the anything. fact that she's being pushed onto a national stage is she, kind of. Uh, look, hey, there's you some kind of teenager. Look, there's if you if you're into like the climate change thing or whatever, I don't care, whatever, that's fine. There's some kids out there that have done amazing things like turning like plastic into energy, like scientist type kids. And then you have this one kid that just has like a grumpy look on her face, and all of a sudden she's like, the you're face, saying she's like grumpy cat? She's like, <laughs> yeah, she's a grumpy cat. I mean, I don't. That's the ultimate low of 2019 for me. I don't want to see her face until she. Has something interesting or, or to say that's you know like she's not a scientist she's just some grumpy kid a t- grumpy teenager. Okay, Coop, help me out. <laughs> help me out, Coop. Wee, <laughs> there's a lot of a lot going on there. Did she what? say something to you personally? Or? Yeah, she, she, she struck me personally. Did she, did she like? Did she borrow a thousand bucks a couple yeah. years back and just never? She might have. I mean, it's possible. I don't think anyone would have cared about that story if it wasn't for the president. I mean, I mean, I think that would no one would have cared one iota about that story. The president made that story a big story. Well, didn't she win like the? Time person of the year, yes. Yeah, she won like time. But it was because, but it was why it was because again the uh, the the president the president made a comment. It was this. I never heard of this person before. I, I think it was a story before that actually. <laughs> but I, I never. Yeah, but I mean, I think he really put it on the. Um, I think he really put it on the map. I, that would be like me putting my fourteen-year-old daughter out right. there and like, 
hey, Ava, go out there and say a bunch of stuff about stuff. Right. That you don't care take about. it. Don't take advantage of children like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's. Yeah. You know. I mean. I don't. Re- I don't. Do you ever remember that video? That little tiny kid that was just like, I don't watch the news because I'm a kid. <laughs> I'm kind of still doing that right now. So I kind of only see these events through like the film of angry posts on social media. So I'm still not sure what happened there. I was like, so she's a kid and people are mad at her. When you, I, I don't really know that I had a high world event this year. Like, what, what, what would uh, you, anybody have a world event that was a coup? I, I think, um, I think you know Boris Johnson uh, becoming the prime minister in the UK is a big one. I think he's a guy who um, I'm not gonna, I, I can't speak for him politically, but I think he's a guy who could be really that next great prime minister of the UK, be the face of that country for a long time. So he's got great I, hair. Yeah, I, I think he could be that kind of charismatic leader that we haven't seen maybe in a long time in the UK, you know, so since maybe Tony Blair or whatever. So I think that's that's a positive uh, on that. And I think that whole the, the negative also came out of the UK with this whole Prince Andrew thing. Um, oh, it just once again tarnishes the whole royal family right Epstein now. Um, didn't hang himself. Yeah. yeah. So Ooh. I think that's, that's a, so I think that, he was, that was a yeah. high event and a low yeah, event. I, I think the situation in Venezuela is, you know, very, very sad. I think what's going on in Hong Kong is also very sad too. Yeah. What about you, Aaron? What's your uh, what 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 you know thing in the entire world, world events, political events, and such like grabbed your attention? High or low? Uh, I don't think I have any really highs that I can think <laughs> of. Um, yeah, I can't but, even. Uh, I, I well, know a lot well, of good stuff happened, but yeah, I, I, I can't think of anything. The low is just like the the barrage of like political talk, you know, with everybody. <laughs> it's just like, and you know, the two sides have no idea what they're talking about. And you know, I'm talking, I'm not talking about the actual political parties themselves. I'm talking about the people that you know uh, identify with those sides. But um, you know, nobody can have a legitimate discussion with each other. I mean, it's just you know, I've gotten this idea, you've got this idea. I hate you because you have that idea. It's just. It just gets tiring, and you know people Aaron, can't really have a. Aaron, discussion. are you saying like the two sides are just so polarized at this point that there's no, there's absolutely no, you know, like conversation going back and forth? It's just yeah, it's like it's yeah. it's so split that nobody can like nobody can like come together on a on a topic. Um, when if you actually like sat people down and like taped their mouth shut and like explained to them the situation and said, does this seem reasonable to you? Like they they couldn't agree on it. It's they it could, it's at that level with some people, and it just it's nuts. All right, so enough of that uh, enough of that boring talk. We're going to end with one last topic. Well, because this, Coop has researched this to no end. The, because it's the end of the decade. Aaron Loomis, there's been a lot of cigars that have come out in this decade, and yes. if you were to try to, we've been talking about this in the in the dojo, you know, compound quite a bit because we're going to write an article about it. Cigars of the decade, cigars that made an impact, whether they be a, a craft cigar that was like just really well-known and, and became really popular, or a cigar that came out this decade that became an a, a, a ongoing line that people now just think of as a great cigar. Like cigars of the decade, cigars that made an impact in the last 10 years. Can you think of a few that just come to the top of your mind that you know, you'd say, wow, well, that was a cigar that really made an impact on the industry in two, in 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 the last ten years, yeah, I think one that really goes to the top of my list is the uh, Illusione Singulare 2010 Phantom. 
Um, I think that, you know, that started a whole, a whole thing for Dion. Um, that's the best uh, version of the Singularity in my opinion. Um, and, uh, that's just a fantastic cigar. Um, and, uh, I would say that that's had a huge impact at least on, on my smoking. So the, uh, oh yeah, that is a fantastic cigar. Uh, Coop, now I know you're going to do an article on this, so I don't want you to like give any No away. teasers or anything like that. No teasers like that. or whatever, but. Maybe you can talk about some cigars that did have an impact in the in the past ten years. All right, so this one may not be necessarily be on my list because I'm doing it more. There's a lot of limited editions on my list, so I'm doing doing the best twenty five cigars I smoked in a decade. Right, that doesn't necessarily mean translate to impact. I think impact. If you look at a core line that launched and and, and took off, put the company uh, set the strategy for the company for the next five years um, was Davidoff Nicaragua. Um, that cigar, you know, the, the reception it got, it kind of reinvented Davidoff. Uh, I think it made making Nicaragua cigars cool. It spurned the whole Black Label series um, from Davidoff. It kind of set the t- Davidoff just completely went into a different mode for about five years with that. So that's one I think that was certainly um, impactful. You know, the other one I was going to say was I, I never saw a cigar that had more end-of-the-year list impact than, than Wise Man a couple of years ago. I think it was the most successful year-end cigar ever. Um, but I don't know necessarily if it, if it translated to the same impact as Davidoff Nicaragua. Right. Uh, Jordan, you, you have some thoughts on the, the 10 years of cigars that you thought were impactful again. Maybe you should name a few. Um, Coop hit one with that. Davidoff Nicaragua, I think Oliva Serie V Milano. Um, Jeez, it's on the cigar fish you know, list yeah, every single, every single year. Every single year, year so. <laughs> we are to uh, Cuban wise. You got Bahique. Um mm-hmm. Let's see uh, more boutique. You got like Espinosa Habano. Um, oh yeah, Roma Craft Crow Magnon. Um, Drew Estate. You got Undercrown and Herrera Esteli. Oh, sorry. Oh, yeah, I would say like the I'm Undercrown, just, just the Herrera yeah. pretty much every Drew Estate release <laughs> yep. for the last ten years. I would say yeah. really transformed now, everything. Now I have one. I have one that was just like a, a flash, a flash in the industry, but it was the original One Shot One Kill, Room One and One, Matt Booth's uh, One Shot One Kill. I still have some. That cigar just seemed to really make an impact. It was it was short lived, but people were fighting to get that cigar for years after, and still to this day, like. You can get your hands on that cigar. That's one that sort of Dad, strikes Daddy's me. got a couple kicking around. You All show right. me some skin, I might uh, know that <laughs> specific cigar. I, I have a few. I do still. Jack, do you have any that you... Yeah, you know, I mentioned it, like the Undercrown, the, you know, the Nortenio. All right, Jack, the... you got to get out of the... Take the hat off. <laughs> Knock it off. Take one of the Jonathan Drew hats. Oh, yeah, the Nicaragua like hat. seven <laughs> some, hats. Some of the cigar... Well, for me, I don't know if it's... I want to talk about the impact on the industry, but like the personal impact. Like yeah, the, right. I started smoking cigars in 2011, 2012. The Perdomo Champagne, mm. that was the one that got it going for me. The Apoca, the Espinosa Habano, uh, the uh, Epic Maduro. Shout out Dean Parsons. That was the cigar that like, got me to like Maduros. I mean, there's a lot of cigars that got released that I felt like were kind of game changers or things that were done differently. That I was really excited. The, the Tabernacle CT 142 yeah, he, he, was Here's insane. one that's come and gone. How about the Ortega Serie D? Dude. Wow, that's a oh, wow man. Right, it, it's come and gone, but it, what a fantastic cigar that. Was. Well, in the Wild Bunch when that came out, I mean, it was those cigars were crazy good. Yeah, you know, I'll give you another one that's like, and this may sound crazy, but there's a cigar called Backdoor Bambi 
by um, the uh, Lost and Found group. Mm-hmm. And you think about the impact that that's, that was one of the first Lost and Found cigars to come out. And it changed the market in this decade where people found a way to acquire cigars and repackage them cool. And all the cool kids are doing it right now. As was uh, Daisy Dukes. I mean, come on. <laughs> I mean, that's why I did it with the Potluck series. They sorry. did it with the Potluck series. So, I mean, they, they made this that you could say what you want about Caldwell and those cigars. He changed the market with that. No, that's absolutely yeah. true. Uh, <laughs> Do you remember some of those old Goldies, like the first oh, few? Yeah. Good the, fierce, God. The, the Goldie number Goldie. two yeah. was amazing, but right? Goldie, Goldie should have been like one of those iconic. It, Goldie lost steam somewhere along the way. I don't know what happened. But Goldie, those first couple of Goldies were really good. And now the Goldies are, are more of a footnote. I mean, well, it's just. Unfortunately, Maria passed away. And that yeah. was played, played. What about uh, Las Calaveras 2014? 2014. Oh, baby. Los Calaver- yeah, that's the a, the that's other Alan Rubin said the Alec Bradley Prensado. I mean, come on, talk about know. one cigar that I don't think that was in the decade that, though. Was that 2011? Well, it came out last decade, but yeah, it got number one this decade, eight, something like that. Yeah, well, that's a good but point. still, somebody from Alec Bradley should have really corrected me. <laughs> Research on that. One. that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, boys, I've got to thank you guys for joining us on episode 225 it, Smoke f- Night Live. I mean, we couldn't have had these two on and gone less than. No, that was the thing. That's right. <laughs> if we're, we're going to have Coop and Aaron on, we have to go for at least almost two hours. In, in reality, we should have gone for four. But we, we have could to do have another done... show after this to make up for the time. So. We could have. <laughs> do you want to just do a Gabe Kapler like after dark? Oh, uh, the Gabe Kapler. <laughs> wait, Rob. Just wait. You're gonna be. I want. Wait till Rob in you, June. You gotta say he's at least a handsome man. At least give him he that. He is not a handsome man. Those shakes and the smoothies <laughs> and moron. By the way, he is the worst manager. Well, manager I've seen in my lifetime in baseball. That's how bad he was. Oh my gosh, Aaron! Uh, tell everybody where you can find developing palettes. What's going on? When's your list? You already said it's coming out uh, January thirteenth. I think you said. Uh, I think it's actually going to be the fifteenth. So, but yeah, uh, okay. you can developingpalettes.com. You can catch us on Developing Palettes on Facebook and Instagram and YouTube and pod all your podcast players, all that. So you you have a unique uh, uh, system of rating cigars. Yes. Where you move the decimal point, which is fantastic. So uh, that is one of where the, the you have four guys sometimes reviewing the same cigar, and I like that. Like you have Seth, you have June, you have yourself, and you have John McTavish yep. all reviewing the cigars, and you get everybody's opinion. So that that's sort of a unique uh, take on on re- cigar reviews. Is that hard to get every coordinate everybody to to do a review all at the same time? Yeah, it's a little tough. I mean, we don't actually do the review at the same time. It can be various times, but we do uh, the video recap at the end where we all get to you know, beat each other over the head for their opinions on a particular cigar. So that's a fun little uh, 10 minutes or so. But, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, uh, you know, they're all great guys to work with, so it's easy to work with guys you like. Aaron, you, you have sort of this uh, reputation of being the guy that hates everything. Is that true? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean that's the reputation. I mean, I try to be uh, the impartial guy. I know, uh, I, I, you know, I try to be the Jordan of develop, development palace. Uh, keep, keep all you guys grounded work, over there. Brother, so, yeah. find the good, find the good uh, fight. Well, I gotta say, I read every review, and I appreciate it very much. And uh, thank, thank you, you so much me. for have uh, being on the show on this uh, Smoke Night Live two twenty five last of the decade. Coop, what about you? How, what's coming up for uh, Cigar Coop? In the next couple of weeks, and how can people find you? 
Um, we they can find me on uh, www.cigar-coop.com. Um, you'll have access to, of course, the news and reviews on Coop. Uh, also, the podcast Primetime, Primetime Special Edition, and now Primetime Jukebox, um, which is the uh, reincarnation of Cigar Jukebox. Now, I'm happy to have that on there. Nice. Um, you'll see my countdown continue uh, with the number one cigar being announced on January 6th. Um, the decade list comes out January 14th, and I just got all the votes for the primetime awards this year, um, and I haven't looked at them yet. So I do know that, that Aaron and Bear have put their votes in, and I'm going to submit mine. I will probably tally them up this weekend. Uh, we'll be given Person of the Year, Company of the Year awards, and Factory of the Year awards. Coop, you realize you're... You're on the air more than like Kim Kardashian. Like, someone call me Ryan Seacrest. <laughs> yeah, that's very yeah. I don't know who called was a Hector or someone called me Ryan Seacrest. Then I'm In like spirit only. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the funny thing is, there's actually talk of a fourth show someone wants me oh, to do. So, oh I don't know, but but again, I think jukebox. We, we only do that once a month, so uh, yeah. There's more digital information yeah, I, of Coop's face than on anybody's face. Coop, yet. I want to tell you, last week I did try to buy Cigar Coop, no hyphen. <laughs> it's, just, it's a pricely. I, I, I saw some yeah. quotes that were pretty ridiculous. <laughs> I just tried a while ago, too, yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was trying to redirect it to just some preposterous website, but, some you know. porn site. Alas, yeah, to whatever Coop's got blurry playing in the background <laughs> of his camera right now. All right, yeah. guys, don't forget to tune in Wednesday. We'll get back. That's New Year's Day. We'll, we'll get back to Flavor Odyssey. I believe it's the letter O. O. So uh, we'll see. what I think it's a I, – I, I shouldn't say what it is because I don't think they've announced it yet, but I do know what it is. So Flavor there's Odyssey. A cigar, there's a cigar called Odyssey. It, it has to be that cigar, right? Oh, <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> that would that's be so what it, awesome. That's what it should we, be. We might yeah. need to pivot. Jeff, yeah. to, to end out the year, you should probably just sing the national yeah. anthem. Give no. it yeah. I saw yeah. Bob, I saw Bob trying to get – Chirp yeah. me about that. I stand by the take. I stand yeah. by the take. What was the take again? Don't, no. don't, no, say, don't, say, <laughs> don't say the take again. Just, we'll just stop right there. Hey, guys, it's, we're on the dojo. It's Friday night. Remember, get on the dojo right now. Do your now playing. It's the last episode, and it's the last Friday night herf of the decade, Jack. So uh, everybody get on there. Do your now playing. Let's have some fun. Post what you're smoking. Post what you're drinking. Until next week, remember, never, never smoke, smoke alone. Hey, I'm Nick, man, and I buy my sweet, sweet stogies online. My website's got like 11 options, 12, I got like nine, so how was it going down? Anyway, they ship here super quick. Just ask my ma, right, ma? Hmm? So yeah, like 12 to 13 business weeks, they'll be here. So go to my website, man. I remember him. That was me. Sad, lonely, no women, wearing three-day-old underwear. That was before I discovered JRCigars.com, the world's largest cigar store with a huge variety of cigars, the best prices, and the most amazing shipping options. I get my cigars just like that. So don't be like him, be like me, and order your cigars from jrcigars.com.